0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast The Nice best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. I'm your host Aaron and each week I have the pleasure of talking movies and films with my best buddy James. There is no spoon. And this week is no exception. Free your mind. Join us as we go on a romp of the Matrix trilogy. Oh, starting off strong. Middling out in the middle crash landing,
1: crash landing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we revisit movies on the quest to find the greatest of all time or sometimes we explore new movies at the cinema uh, or on streaming sites but this is the podcast that leaves no stone unturned on the quest to find the greatest of all time if we find them, we put them ser- uh, safely in our. Sorry, you're in my seat vault. However, if we come across any terrible movies, we throw them, cascade them into the. Sorry, you're in my seat pit. Yeah, good, right? Yeah, you did well done. 165 episodes, you've nailed it. <laughs> Can I stay? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, but now, getting the housekeeping out of the way. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Get a, uh, you get a new episode each and every week. If you do, um, as I say, we take on a different movie topical theme. Last week we looked at streaming services. We left it up to the gods of randomised algorithms to just let it select movies for us to watch. And somehow made my algorithm worse, so thank you. <laughs> thank I got I got some good ones last week. Um, I got Kate, I got The Green Knight.
1: Yeah, The Green Knight. Have you... So last week you were a bit like, I think I like this film. <laughs> Feedback's not been great on that film. Not, not our episode. Everyone loves our episode, come on. But again, I, I went out there and searched... I think The Green Knight might be one of the most polarising movies ever. It looks great. I love the voice work and I love the sound. The sound itself is kind of like claustrophobic. But but you know what that film's about? It's like, seriously, I'm just like, yeah.
0: It, it, I mean, it is going to do that, isn't it? It's an artistic A24 producti- production. It's going to split film Twitter and non-film Twitter, isn't it? Into those that really like it, really dig it, really kind of get it. And those that think it's just a load of nonsense.
1: So I think my pick of last week was probably the final girls. I really did enjoy that. I you know, read re rereading re, my notes, saw it on Netflix, it was like, maybe you'd like to rewatch. I thought, do you know what, Netflix? You get me. Maybe one day I will. <laughs> Have you ever rewatched a movie that quick? No. Oh, um Yes. Do you remember when we watched Peanut Butter Falcon? Yeah. I rewatched it like two days later because it was
0: good. I've done the cinema where I've gone back like the day after or Batman. two days later. Yeah, Batman yeah. Dark Knight was a big one. Um I was going say you game. did Avengers
1: with me because I, I missed the midnight screening or something and then we went like the next
0: day. <laughs> and then, uh, Star Wars. I think the last three Star Wars movies
1: and Rogue One. I think I've just gone straight back in the cinema oh, afterwards. I, I know for definite I once watched uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the second one, and then went back like a few hours later, but I was shattered. I fell asleep. And punishment. I, it was punishment because I fell asleep when um, the Kraken first appears and I woke up when the, when the Kraken appears later on in the film and I just thought, I just thought, why well, is film short? And <laughs> is it- just. Proper
0: cop-out as well, isn't it? Because then the third one starts crackings dead. Yeah. Where did that go? What? The major villain, done. Yeah, MVP so- in that second movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've watched a streaming site and just kind of revisited a movie so quick. I'll tell you one, I did. I watched Cabin in the Woods when I got that on DVD. I watched that like three nights in a row. Yeah. And each time it was with a different person. Like someone would just come around and be like, have you seen this? Sit down. I'm going to show you this movie. And i yeah. will just wait for that, you know, that twist in the middle. I think I was, uh, I
1: think it was night two. Have pizza. you been night two? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but not with streaming services. But it was good. Just do that next time. That's the listener. Sorry, I'm not talking to James now because we've already done it. <laughs> Listeners, just
1: go on, you know, on Netflix and just let it choose a film for you. See yeah. what see what it comes out that's with. That's actually good homework. We should start setting homework. That's your homework. Go out there and shuffle. Unless it's an Adam Sandler movie, then reshuffle. Just, just, just dive right out of the way of that one. Do you, know that you, you are, do you know what? Do you know what? It's been a weird week, week of big news. You know, James Bond's finally out. The cinema looks like it's finally getting back on its on its legs. But I've got news for you, mate, that I found out on the way here. William Shatner, mm. James Tiberius Kirk, mm. 90 years of age. Yep. He's going to space. No. Yes. I just think, just think that's amazing. When I was growing up, space was like, Space was the final frontier. Like space was only really where you sent like the best of the best. We are sending, we are sending a fat bloke. <laughs> he's. I don't understand. Is space not that dangerous anymore? <laughs> that's why I'm under the impression. You know, because it's one of these commercial flights and they're setting up. So I think it's really, do you know what? Deep down inside, I'm so happy for that because Captain James Tiberius Kirk is actually going into space. That's amazing. I do think William Shatner won't return because, and I'm saying he's going to die, his fucking ego when he gets back and be like, been to space. Because you saw his ego when he pretended to go to space.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's the kind of person that's going to go lick the moon and claim it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's just Shatner Moose. Mine now, <laughs> Shatnerville. <laughs> he's going to space. He's going to space. He's one of these commercial flights. It's been confirmed that he's the uh, he's the he's the next VIP. Right. The next one. He's going to space. So he won't be doing the testing. But I still would imagine there's quite a lot of G-force. Which you know, I've been reading some facts on space, and I there should be a horror film set in space with just like the science for space. Did you know, like you go blind in space because there's no filter for cosmic rays. You just you sit there and go blind like your spine grows because there's no gravity to be impaired. It was like, there should just be like a space documentary and they should just call it the most terrifying thing ever. Anyway, William Shatner's going to space. No. The fact I would show you an article on the internet, but you, that's probably fake. I heard on a radio, I ain't never heard nothing wrong on a radio. I did. I did. Uh, I did see a, like a documentary of, of
0: when astronauts come back and they have to reacclimatize oh. to like gravity. And they just get in behaviours in this chap, this guy, and he's he's like he finishes his drink and he just puts his he just drops his cup. He's like, oh fuck, I'm not in space anymore. <laughs> yeah, like
1: it, it, it's really weird. Weirdly, that's so, right. Imagine you're a waiter at a restaurant. Some knob just does that, and you. I'm sorry, I've just been from space. You just think what a fucking mug. Do
0: you know the do you know an MVP fucking spaceman? Now we're talking about it. What he's giving in Armageddon, and like, I can never remember <laughs> that guy's name. I, the, I always.
1: Uh, oh, Pinzo Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So you need it, you need a European villain. Pinto Matt. Yeah. And he's like, I've been in space <coughs> for years alone. I have not seen a man. Two minutes afflicts on that space shuttle. It's gone.
1: And fucking blows it up. It's gone. Yeah. You'd be well annoyed, wouldn't you? You would be annoyed because I imagine that you've got you've you've made some shit up there. You've mm. you've you've done some stuff up there that you're quite proud of because you're like, I've on my own for this long, I've done this. Yeah, <laughs> you do know, yeah. what, what happens it space stays <laughs> what in space station space. What happens in space I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame the cosmonaut, but there's some there's some fucking shady up there that he was very proud of. And when he like afterwards he was like, Goodbye, Natasha <laughs> <laughs> just a paper mache fucking woman he's made. <laughs> Mate, he's been on there a long time. Leave him alone. Anyway, William Chatner probably taken up to space with him. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: That's beat, pretty cool. Beat that. <laughs> No, that, that, that wins. That's the show this week, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Um, I saw Free Guy. Oh, I'm interested to know what you think. It came out on Disney last week. Disney Did it? Plus. Yeah, and Deal. it's not a subscription. You, know, you don't have to buy it. It's it's part of the streaming service. It's still in the cinema, so I don't know whether they're trying to just widen its audience or whatever. It, I don't know.
1: I think when it comes to that, because it's Disney owned, then mm. there's no risk in it to them, is there? Hmm. Obviously, I think it's done in the cinema. It's not going to come out for a re-release. There's no point in it waiting. Yeah. if like, I get it straight on there. Uh,
0: yeah, Jodie Comer great in it. Um, Taika Waititi wasted in it. Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Ryan Reynolds is is dangerously becoming like the Rock in that and Vin Diesel. And you just turn up in a movie and just be yourself. There's no difference. Like there's no, like Deadpool. I get it. Different character. You know, Hobbs and, and Shaw though when he just shows up as. As thingy. Yeah, he's almost like a brand ambassador now, yeah. isn't he? You know, and, and I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, it was good. And you're right. You, your review's right. It's when it plays with the other toys, you know, the Star Wars references, the Avengers references. That's when I was like, oh, yeah, I'll put it up a little bit. But it's, it's a long old slog to get to them. Yeah. Bits. It was good, but I did find myself daydreaming of all the other, like, Film films based on this idea of you know being in a being in a game world and oh. someone not realising you know yeah. I was even thinking
1: of like Gerald Butler's Gamer do you know what I still think Gerald Butler's Gamer the first 20 minutes of that film are actually pretty good
0: oh yeah if you take out the end if you take out the <laughs> weird dance scene with Michael C. Hall
1: the problem is I don't understand it so a little boy is controlling <laughs> is controlling him. that's what that's that's where I draw the if you can invent computer games where you can like actually take charge of someone but why don't you just, why don't you just play video games <laughs> When you just, what happened to actual video games? Mm. It's just weird. It's It's not not enough anymore, James. It's not enough. Who thought that was a good idea?
0: I I didn't mind, I didn't mind, like, say, the first hour of a game. It does fucking lose itself towards the end. But I just started thinking of all them films like that, where you're in a game or you're in a simulation or that kind of thing. And this was good. I like the idea of a non-playable character, you know, the birth of AI, all that stuff. I like the Hidden Worlds storyline in it as well, which was pretty cool. All the Easter eggs in it. Chan Tatum. No one thought Shannon was going to be that good in that movie and he was pretty funny.
1: He don't think he works best as cameos. He does, yeah. It's just like when he when he's or when he's just ridiculously taking the piss out of himself, like the twenty one I still quite I still think they're quite funny, the jump se- street series. Yeah. Especially the joke at the end of the last one where they do trailers for all the upcoming films. <laughs> that was very funny.
0: Free Guy is good. I didn't mind it on the streaming services. I think if I was in the cinema, I would have been like, Oh, this would be boring now. Yeah. I and, and I did certainly enjoy Ready Player One way more than this.
1: Yeah, this one is specific. It's all about the Easter eggs again, but very specific Easter eggs because it's a Disney thing and it, it's the, only got rights to the big boys. The the world, though, did feel like a world. You know, like yeah. that actually they did a really good world building. What, what I really don't like is how well it portrayed, portrayed the real world when you've got lots of like real-life YouTubers Oh, I'm talking about how great it is. they say I run around I was just thinking well this, this species is doomed isn't it? <laughs> well then again that, that, you know, they, they are celebrities nowadays aren't they? That's what it's I mean like- That's they are actually recognisable because I I recognise some of them it's like Jacksepticeye Jack I think he's an Irish YouTube. I was like I know him I've seen some of his videos I remember when I went around a friend's
0: house who's got younger brothers and sister and uh, they like watch YouTubers playing games. So they like, they yeah. they watch people play games. I'm like, when I was younger I played games. It's really
1: weird. Like, is watching weird. people play Minecraft. But weirdly, I quite like what, you know what? It's, it's changing of times because I also do that. I edit together game videos, but but I don't think I'm very good. So I don't show them. I do them to practice editing mm. and have fun with them. Um, But it's weird that they are the new TV, if you will, because I'm one of them. I watch YouTube more than I watch terrestrial TV. Like I don't have a TV on the background, but I might have a YouTube playlist going. All right. I mean maybe I'm, not, maybe I'm missing out. Maybe. It depends. Like there are some good ones out there. But they just take the mick, but with video games.
0: I do I do sometimes watch like a, you know, like a kind of COD kill streak or like yeah. some guy who's like or or a woman who's like insanely good at taking out all like the, the campers and stuff. Like, yeah, I see it. And, and I watch a lot of like the GTA actually, the um, mods and the worlds that people build and <laughs> I don't know, maybe.
1: My god, it's almost as if the way we live in changing, mate. Right? Imagine what it was like 20 years ago. Mm. Twenty years plus. Well, that's what we're going
0: to do. We're going to deep dive into a, what really is, was, and still
1: is a revolutionary movie. Revolutionary. Nineteen ninety nine would change action. Just like you know, there are there are there are films out there, mate, that are generational um, highlights. Like Die Hard, mm. Lethal Weapon. You could say like perfecting the buddy cop movie. Die Hard. You know, in the wrong place at the wrong time. They're all you know milestones on the, on the genre we call action. And then they kind of petered out for a bit, you know, the Terminator in the 80s. You know, the Terminator 2, you could say, oh, my God, the villain's the good guy now. You know, it changed the way we think. But then there was a long period where action films were very samely. We got stuck in there. Well, fuck you. Mm. 1999, whilst Will Smith was off in the Wild Wild West, a sci-fi action
0: movie will go on to become an absolute Hollywood benchmark. And that is Keanu Reeves playing Thomas Anderson, a software programmer by day and a cyber hacker Neo by night. Leo lives uh, between reality and daydream, believing there is more to life, or at least more beyond the life that we know. When Neo is contacted by the world's most evasive super hacker, Morpheus, his eyes are open to the real world, beyond the multiple shades of green and black leather, and instead the real world, a cold, metal, industrial place where you know you don't have eyebrows well until the next scene when then you do have eyebrows. Yeah. Straight away when we were watching The Matrix this week, I was like... Put me back in the matrix, <laughs> you, know, you know. You know, when he takes the red pill and he kind of comes out. And he's like, "Oh my
1: shit, put me back in." Yeah. I, my favorite thing is just just to be like, "My eyes hurt because you're not using them before." It's like, not mumbo jumbo and tell me what the fuck is going on." I'm I'm essentially naked with stuff in me. Just tell me what it means, and then you got Morpheus being a prick.
0: <laughs> See, Earth is not as we know it. It's fake, it's an illusion. It is the Matrix, a system that is designed to keep us subdued and enslaved, a prison for the mind, believing Neo is the one he's recruited by a rebel group to destroy the cyber intelligence which enslaves the whole of the human race. Now yeah. we we'll probably go into the the philosophy, the backstory of the Matrix. It's a it's a well-believed. I think it goes it goes as far back as like the seventeenth century, this idea of um living in a simulation, not being able to conceive anything as real outside of our own minds, because how can we, you James will perceive the world different to I will people around the world perceive things differently. So what is real? What is fake? What's reality? What is an illusion that it plays on a really interesting theme? And and the first movie I I watched this, I would have been like 12 when this came out, this movie came out. Yeah. Didn't have a clue what this film was about. Like I didn't get the inner workings of it.
1: I, 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 I did. I remember, but it was, I was in that impressionable age in secondary school where your mind's uh, malleable to these ideas, you know, the world's crazy, just crazy enough. Could it be true? I Uh,
0: like, I like the, I like the wizard of Oz feel to it. The, you know, go behind the curtain see what's actually happening. Follow the rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, You know, the movie takes liberties from so many movies, but I I did like this idea that everything is a simulation. Everything is, uh, is fake. That, You know, we're all asleep, and what I mean is, I didn't. When I was a kid watching this movie, when I first watched it, I didn't get the whole like the the machines. Yeah, the machines were harvesting like bioenergy produced by humans,
1: and the way to keep
0: them alive was to keep us asleep. I didn't get all that stuff.
1: I I remember, I remember this. This is really one. There was a kid in school, and he was like. You'd get more from solar panels, and, I, and then I said, "Yeah, but if you know watch the film, it's because there was a new holocaust and it's blackened out the sun, so there is no sun, so you're an idiot." And then, and then a week later, he come back and was like, "You know, if they did this, blah blah blah," and I was just like, "Right, if they got hamsters in wheels, it would technically generate more power." <laughs> I don't know if you know, it's just a fucking movie. These people that like, get so help about it, it really wound me up. But the only reason I bring that up is because I got very angry about it a few years later, which I'll get onto when it naturally comes off. Well, I. Just want to reiterate this now
0: once again. Don't fuck with AI. Don't. Why? If the movies have taught us anything, don't mess with AI. Once again, becoming so advanced, so free-thinking. The machines rise up, start a
1: war. Yeah, we're in terminated territory. Did you watch any of the Animatrix? No. So the Animatrix actually shows a different story. I'm going to very quickly... There are there was like eight short stories, and they're all... Well, like six of them are actually pretty good. One of them shows the uprising, and it happens... But it's humans that destroy the robots and the robots that do it to protect themselves. It's humans that can't be trusted again. Like all films, humans are the bastards. I can, I could buy into that. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Just
0: look at the world. <laughs> there is there is a low bro in that scene though where it's like it, when Morpheus is kind of telling Neo like the you know what the world really looks like in and he first takes that red pill. There is that bit where he's like humans and the machines fought. But it was the humans' weapons that destroyed the sun. Yeah, all right. Still humans. You, you know, still, still humans. Still us. Still us. <laughs> Uh, there's another real kick in the nuts that comes later when Agent Smith's like, the first Matrix was beautiful and everyone was happy, but humans didn't believe it. They needed yes. sorrow. They needed sadness. So we were on like Matrix 20 and I'm
1: like, all right, kick us when we're down. <laughs> We've already killed the sun. To be fair, that's that's I can see that though, can't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just, yeah. just imagine if you were happy all the time. That's why I don't think I do well in heaven. I just be like, can I have a cake? Oh, there's a cake here. There's nothing to moan about. Everything's perfect. just like, I just want to rant. <laughs> I
0: am... Um... Yeah, that whole dream—well, what's supposed to be a dream world, a simulation to control us—the Matrix. It—it it is a brilliant idea. It that is a strong it, and a timeless narrative in movies. Yeah, you know, waking up from a dream, waking up from a dream in a dream. You know, this whole like—I don't know what's reality anymore. Luckily, in this. They very clearly tell you what's reality and what's not, because if there's a huey green colour- Oh, thank you. I thought you were going to bring up- You're definitely in the the, the matrix. matrix. But if it's blue as (laughs) shit, it means you're in the real world. And then when you're in between, (laughs) it's yellow. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. I didn't realise that. All oh, the dojo scenes. Uh, there are scenes in the in the uh, subsequent follow-ups where you go see the Oracle. There is a train station scene. It tends to have more of a, uh, an orange, uh, yellowy hue if they're in between someone's, the two worlds.
1: Someone's been fucking about the contrast in the Matrix.
0: <laughs> it's like a lawnmower machine that's <laughs> accidentally fiddled there. Um, we should have said off the top, written direct by the Wachowski sisters, uh, it stars Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, and Carrie on Moss, Hugo Weaving. So the, the, let's talk about the four to begin with. Um, Keanu Reeves already a well-established actor. Done Speed, done Point Break, done loads of movies under his belt by this point.
1: Yes, but he wasn't Hollywood's golden boy anymore, was he? They didn't. He wasn't first choice, as you alluded to. earlier. It was Will Smith. They wanted someone charismatic, someone who could hold up uh, this series. And um, no one really liked um, Keanu Reeves at this time. Not not didn't like him. We still think quite one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. It wasn't the A-lister that he was earlier. He wasn't emotive. Mm. I think he was still suffering. I think by this stage, a lot of people had seen Dracula and that hurt his drawing power a lot. So when he got the role, weirdly it was the best thing to happen to him because the role of Neo is emotionless because they're emotionally dumb to the world they live in. They don't mm. feel connected to the world, hence why they're able to free their minds. Actually, great casting, if you think about it. kind of rejuvenated his career because if you look about it, he wasn't doing he was not doing great in 999. Well, you could see, you could we see, want...
0: maybe he peaked with films like Speed in the '90s. Like yeah. they, that that was a big movie. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Will Smith turned it down because he'd just done Independence Day, he'd done Men in Black. Didn't want to be typed as the uh, sci-fi guy, so now he's typed as the guy that turned down The Matrix for oh, a while. My God, that's the
1: second worst decision based on this film because the other one would be Sean Connery turning down the role of Morpheus.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Morpheus was turned by by Sam Jackson and Gary Oldman both turned that role down. Sandra, Do Sandra Bullock turned down Trinity. Oh, that's a shame. Because Will Smith was signed up. Does she not like Will Smith? I don't know. I don't know what the rumor is. But apparently that's what IMDb says. I'll send her a text later. You find out for us. And then find out it was Keanu.
1: And she's like, oh man. Could have done, could have done, could have been the speed (laughs) sequel. I
0: like Keanu Reeves in this movie. We'll get into it, no doubt. The choreography, the attention to detail, the physical stunts in this movie. Keanu Reeves is awesome. Yeah, He really,
1: really does pay off. For me, the MVP of the whole trilogy is Lawrence Fishburne. I do. I'm glad you said that because I think Lawrence Fishburne gives a charismatic performance in a role that isn't charismatic. It's it's his face, mate. It's his twinkle behind them sunglasses, and he wears he his sunglasses, mate, are just awesome. Because I remember the Matrix wasn't just a film that you loved; it was a style. It was kind of like for the alternative generation, it was like it was leather, long coat, sunglasses inside, despite the fact it makes it look like a prick. It was it was playing around in. Abandoned buildings answering telephones. A yeah. lot of it wasn't very cool. It had it had that, yeah, that leather feel to it, didn't it? That
0: new metal slash rave music, very blade at that year as yes. well, kind of came out. The the long coats, the whole aesthetics, the the costume design, all designed to give that fluid motion during them fight scenes. It's a really, really well thought out movie. Everything from like I said, the story, the the color design, the casting, the costumes, uh, Lawrence Fishman was the only cast member that got the story when reading the script
1: it was the oh, only yeah. one
0: that was like yeah I get that it, like and understood it inside out all the other actors later went on to say, I, signed up. I had no idea what I was fucking doing I don't think it's that complicated maybe mm. that's because I've watched it a load and you know the um Morpheus' character is also is designed to be the middle ground between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. That's I what it
1: was modelled on. Pulls off brilliantly. I just remember, and do you know what? I, I, spoilers go ahead. I think he maintains his level of coolness. I still, I think Lawrence Fishburne is fantastic throughout. One of the things I don't like about the third film is the lack of Morpheus. Yeah, what I like about him
0: as well is he has a, he like let's let's use the term headstrong. Like he has this idea. He believes Neo is the prophecy, the returning of this man uh, who was born in the Matrix. So this is the second coming of this individual. Basically, and he has he's the Jesus. Jesus, I was going to say, there's massive biblical undertones. There's undertones of things like Homer's
1: Odyssey. There's loads of stuff in this. But He's going to deliver the people to their rightful place on the surface of the, of the of the planet. Yeah, he's Jesus, we get yeah. him.
0: There's one scene where there's one fish and then there's 200 fish, all right? <laughs> because of fucking, and use, was, use cheat codes. And that was just Keanu Reeves with the extras. But... um. Yeah, I, he has this belief that Neo is the one, he has this belief that everything's going to work out, and he, this faith, and that is unwavered. And in these movies, normally you get the test of faith scene where they're like, oh, wobbling a bit and they're not too sure. <laughs> not you.
1: Not, Morpheus, no, not Morpheus, mate, Morpheus, mate.
0: Headstrong, knows what dives, he's about.
1: Dives through a toilet. <laughs> he does. not believe that, do you? Yeah. <laughs> what a shithole. It would go in that toilet? Mm. Anyway, Get all over the place here. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's my fault. Oh, I, I, yeah, so, so bringing it into it, and then Hugo Weaving as um, Agent Smith. Agent Smith, brilliant. What a great villain. Mm. And it, I know it sounds really stupid, it's really hard to act like a computer program. But there's the scene where he takes out, so we're all over the place, but you know it's a great film. You've seen it, it's nine nine nine. so you forgive me for this, indulgence. But throughout it, stoic, not hair out of place, mate. Suit remains in touch. Some great action moving, menacing without doing much. Mm. Then there's that beautiful scene where he takes his sunglasses off and takes his earpiece out and just basically as I go with the human race it's like he can't stand the smell
0: mm.
1: and it's just brilliant it's just like it's just great villainy mm. he's just a bad guy that's all you need to know he's fantastic he's a computer program designed to keep order he's an agent virus protection yeah he's like not an antivirus in the Matrix yeah, he, he won't fuck off you yeah. can't <laughs> uninstall him <it>,
0: mate <laughs> <laughs> and Carrie on Moss who I think is also a standout across the three movies particularly the first film she is cool like the whole opening sequence she owns that like, I mean, that is her introduction into the movie, isn't it? You get what you need to know from the Matrix. Laurence Fishburne does get his hands dirty, but Trinity, carry on watch She's Mottis. the badass.
1: She gets shit done. She Mo- does, Morpheus yeah. Morpheus has the ideas, but Trinity's actually the one who's so like, I'll She'd do it then. do her.
0: <laughs> yeah. That whole opening sequence that she's in, you know, where you, you're you thrown into this world of like a phone ringing, and she's got to get to it. These like agents, these kind of like suit, you know, that there's that whole scene in there where, he's like we send him, him like two squads and he's like your men are enough. Dead. Dead, Really dead yeah.
1: the, I, it's so cool the beginning of this movie and then there's that famous kick Because you know what's really weird about that kick the bullet time the first time you see the bullet time is that kick I've seen done out of Jess more than I've actually seen it on film? Yeah. So she does the kick and it's been parodied from Shrek to fucking teen movie, whatever. It's so th- this movie came out in nineteen ninety-nine.
0: Yeah. Within three years it had already been parodied 20 times. Fucking well, you no, it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, it really was. And that's what we mean by revolutionary and groundbreaking. It's the 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 principal photography, the the CGI. Um, the the mix of dolly rigs and uh, special effects within this is it really is outstanding. That kind of freeze frame.
1: I mean, it has more slow motion than a than a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, but do you know what? Forgivable because it's it's not slow motion for slow motion's sake. It's not it's not slow motion picking up a football, which I'll never forgive the Schneider cut for. Mm. <laughs> Why? Why You've is got it so much? Drag motion out, out that three hour film? film. He got pad hit. My got
0: Pad <laughs> out that three hour film. Yeah, it's um. The, the slow motion scenes, the kind of, the the wraparound camera sequences, they, I mean, I remember Empire Magazine kind of covering it and saying how this had never been done before, like the attention to detail and, and watching it. You are kind of yeah. waiting for those scenes.
1: What I, what I remember as well, is, so this was my informative years. I, I was watching, I was, still, I was still watching the old Empire Magazine, mate. I was reading it uh, and I remember the trailer for this. The trailer for this film made it look awful. It had the Sentinel machine kind of like, feeding with its energy vibes. It was like the Matrix. It, it didn't really portray what the film was about at all. I remember the trailer being everywhere mm. and barely reading about it until it came out and then people realised it was a, it, like, a, like a hit. And then it started to get in everywhere. But then uh, something will get into the sequel. But but I remember this film was kind of a sleeper. It was out in the cinemas and then everyone was awesome. It wasn't like the reviews coming out weren't awesome. Mm. It was the fan reaction. It was like the the audiences were like, oh my God, this smells brilliant. It, there was a hysteria around
0: it. When there was a heart. Blockbuster, mate. We rent. I rented this from Blockbuster.
1: It, I think I saw this film in the cinema? Exactly. The old Odeon, mate. That used to be bowling, and now is housing. This, this in
0: Blockbuster in Lincoln. There was four posters outside the main door: Matrix, Titanic, why You Were Sleeping, and no, not, not While You Were Sleeping. Bloody, you've got Mail Ugh. and Blade. They were the four big like movies that came out at the same time. Three out of four ain't bad. Everyone's got a death note. Everyone has. <laughs> Meg Ryan. <laughs> so the human race the human race is equivalent of a death note meg ryan so so going going like going back to this idea that like i didn't get it like i got the idea that you know following the film i got the idea that that people were in like simulation and that the real world was actually this cold brutal you know humans were hiding underground what i didn't get was the the things like what smith's role was like that scene that you depicted there when he's like Robin Lawrence Fishburne's sweaty head yeah. <laughs> and like almost licking the sweat, which really puts me off in that scene.
1: But do you know what? I kind of get it though at the same time because this can sound really weird. He's a machine and I guess this is one of the first few times that he's able to sense sensation. Like you so said, it's the first time he, because if you're a machine, why would you ever interact with these people? Then he sees this Lawrence Fishburne character sweating and I imagine it's an alien thing. He doesn't know how to react to it. So mm. he tastes it. Or, you know, he kind of smells. You know, he goes in and he kind of whiff and he says he hates the smell. It's because he's not used to these sensations. I quite like that idea. Something that they fucking didn't explore in the sequels, which they definitely should have done. Yeah, well, Smith's character changes, isn't it? Because in the first one, he's, he's trying to get
0: his golden ticket out of there. He's trying to get the code off Morpheus to find out where the, the human Zion, Zion is. Zionist,
1: so he can go shit And it it it's the
0: Zion bit that I really start to then struggle with. Because, yeah. like, if you made this crazy, brilliant movie and this concept you know, like I said, that stems like to the 17th century, this real like intricate idea that is going to baffle Hollywood. Like the biggest problem this movie had getting the the green light from Warner Brothers was the idea that audiences wouldn't like be able to follow along with it. And the Machowski sisters, I think did a brilliant job of in that first movie narrating and telling a story that has drama action and a very, very detailed story, science fiction storyline. Like, to juggle all of those scenes and the fight scenes are long as well. Like yeah. there are some really long set pieces. To do that in a two hour movie is a real testament to the filmmaking of that first film. I think the first film is Stand Out. The only time I ever lose it in that first movie is when they start talking about Zion. I'm like, come on. Hold it together. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, just call it like Underground City. You know, like I, I'm not saying like you know, Dino Hatton. I'm not saying let's call it that. It They would
1: have been better, wouldn't it, if they were trying to get the coast to go to Dino Hatton? Yeah. But,
0: <laughs> that would be but, awesome. But Zion as well. I like just, he always, you know, but I love this Agent Smith idea that he's trying to get his way out and he delivers some fucking brilliant bad guy lines. Like when he, when the dude's like, he's like, uh, he's like, you infest and you populate and when there's too many of you, you break away and you impopulate somewhere else. And he's like, do you know what else does that? a virus. And I'm like, very on point right now with a pandemic. <laughs> like It's just- it's, a great time to
1: watch The Matrix.
0: It's just a really, <laughs> well, like, he gets the best lines because no
1: one else in this movie gets good lines. It, the writing is, is, right, so let's, you've got to separate something from that. I like this film. And some people seem to think that if you like something, you have to like all aspects or something. You don't, I really like The Matrix. I think it holds up. Mm. The dialogue was written by a four-year-old. <laughs> It suffers from Sin City disease. I like the film Sin City, but if you were to read it, the script is fucking dog shit. Well, I mean, that's because it's lifted from a graphic yeah, no, novel. But I'm just saying, but it's that the, I still like Sin City, but the writing's awful. And Die it's Art's the same a with good this. a good example.
0: Die was a good example of a standout movie that I class as one of the best movies ever made. The script is The link, though. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that script is dodgy that you like. People don't talk like that. Yeah. Um, but the Matrix is no exception to, to that as well. Morpheus actually, to be fair, gets loads of cool lines in it. Yeah, he does. There are bits we kind of read. It's like, you know, like, it's like, how about I give you the finger? You give me my phone call. Like, pretty
1: cool. Pretty cool. Um, but then you've got the, there is no spoon. Like the kid has to explain something to him. But I understand it. There is no spoon. It's code. So therefore you can manipulate it. And what I really like about that is it kind of explains the world and mysteries and things like that. So, so it does make sense. It does until Neo then says it later on to Trinity who was not in the room well, when the little kid said about the spirit. That's bit. literally the point I'm about to make. They're stood on, the, on a fucking travel, a travelator, fucking they're still on top of a lift and he shoots it and just for he says that he goes, there is no spirit. If i was Trinity, I go, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> <That's> what <you're laughs> like, about. like, let me go off. Like, <laughs> Obviously he's not the one. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking loony. <laughs> there is no spoon. Or, you know, do you know what? It's He still holds up in the action. You said went on for long, but I remember, mate, music in this as well. The pumping techno, the rock music. This is, Mm. I think I first heard my first Rammstein song on the official um, motion movie soundtrack because I got it. There was even, you know, like Marilyn Manson. There was techno. There was so much in there. Mm. It was like- against the Machine I think, isn't it? It is. It was like an alternative, like, it's an alternative world for like people who who did, were sick of like, I don't know, like cop action. It was Mm. different. It It was zany. I remember the first, I remember the fight scene between- smith and neo is one of my favorite fight scenes on cinema because mm. it's so good and it all summed up by the scene where they both knocked down they both got guns to each other's head after the bullet time sequence which is which i think is better than the the kick but is less fondly remembered because if you talk about bullet time everyone mentions the kick but they don't mention the scene where they're shooting at each other oh i always go to the rooftop scene I, oh the rooftop scene as well yeah i'm talking about in the just in the tram mm. you know, they run at each other and then they're both on the floor and you're out of bullets so are you and then neo like like, rolls up, you know, doing loads of backflips, and then Smith just gets up. Yeah. <laughs> just, I like, just think it's awesome because then he, like, basically is like, I'm sick of playing with you now. He dusts, he dusts himself off, beats the living piss out of him. I think that's one of the best fight scenes in, in cinema history. I think he's brilliant. It is, yeah, it is really good. It,
0: the problem with sequels, bigger, yeah. bolder, yeah. way more high wire kind of stunts. There are long sequences in that first movie that's brilliant. Like, also, Trinity gets so many cool scenes, like, The exploding helicopter scene with the windows smashing and and that kind of scene—like she's got the best line, "Dodge this." (laughs) Yeah, she's really cool. She uh, sprained her ankle day, like day two or something of filming, and didn't tell anyone because they thought she was worried that they were going to recast her. But I think everyone walked away with uh, like injuries in this movie. Like Keanu Reeves damaged his wrist, I think it was. Morpheus, uh, Morpheus, (laughs) Lawrence um, Fishburne—you know like had like fractured ribs or something like that. It was a real brutal movie to to film.
1: I always thought Morpheus might have been a bad guy because I'm fairly certain in 1999, it was a few years. Do you remember LimeWire? you downloaded illegal stuff. I'm sure there was one called Morpheus as well. It's like even deadlier. You had like more viruses in. Morpheus is actually uh, from Greek mythology
0: and it's someone who in Greek mythology gives you dreams.
1: Ooh. And the
0: spin on this is he pulls you out of dreams. That's actually quite clever.
1: Yeah. I never got that connection.
0: So in in this, th- this ultimately also boils down to that central set piece of the red, blue, like blue pill scene yeah. which is really really cool like the idea that you know you you wake up out of the matrix from something as simple as a pill like that you know you take the red pill that trust that wakes you up that kind of kicks you out of it whereas the blue pill you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're not going to know anything different booze <laughs> blue pull, yeah
1: blue pill is alcohol
0: <laughs> i i i love that whole set of scene and you know where he's like yeah fucking you know like because let's be honest. Morpheus doesn't take him to, like, a mansion or a spa retreat. He takes him to what
1: looks like a crack den. Yep. And he's like, which one of these pills do you want to take? Do you know what, though? Nice chair. Yeah. <laughs> that's what sold him for it. But then you would assume that he has done drugs. And there's two points in this film that I actually really don't like. It's one where he t- definitely takes crack. Mm. Because afterwards, he experiences the real world. And it's like, no, you've done crack, mate. You're, you're, <laughs> you're in an alley somewhere, peeled off your gort. <laughs> no, it's, it's this scene where he takes some drugs. And then- and then a mirror tries to eat him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I still don't understand that bit.
0: Yeah, I don't. I oh. think it's. I think it's the idea, isn't it, that he's letting. He's. 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 He's kind of. The guard's down now, isn't it? He? Like he's woken up and it, the world isn't what it seems. It is his mind's taken over. So the mirror's
1: like, I the, need to kill him quickly. Yeah, I need
0: to <laughs> eat him. The, the program in the
1: Matrix that runs the mirror just went right. I'm going to be the hero. <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: there are the, there are other things that stand out, like like the hewish green color and the the, the lever and all that kind of stuff. But there's things like the baggy clothes that he wears. You know, when he's the software engineer. This, you know, and I was reading around this and the you know the, the Wachaska sister saying that. You know the the choice of giving him baggy clothes that don't fit is because he feels he don't fit in the world. You know, and all this kind of stuff. And it is a film that is is a labour of I think
1: a labour of love, but also a lot of a keen eye went into the film of this. It it does, but unfortunately, sometimes that's not a good thing. Now we got lucky that it does work in this film. The um, it's such a cool film. And it sounds really stupid. It's something that we we kind of alluded to. But you got after this, it was flip phones. Mm. This changed like a generation. The Matrix was it. It was the film that defined their generation. It's really cool. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I like the supporting cast, and I think the crew of the Nebuchadnezzar is, is... It is called Nebuchadnezzar, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I've just watched the third one where they spend the majority of it on a different ship, so I'm just trying to remember. Um, um, the crew, like Cypher, because Cypher... Cypher's awesome in the fact that he's human. Mm. It's like he, he goes back into the Matrix and has a steak dinner with Agent Smith. You know, he's, he's the inside. He's the insider. He, you know, he wants to go back because he doesn't want to eat the sludge anymore. He, he's the he hates mate. the real world. And I'm on his side. There would be a character like this. I think there's a fascinating story about the, about the people who are freed who are just like, put me, put me back.
0: Yeah. because Especially, especially, especially when he's like, that, that's really cool as well. That scene when he's like, maybe someone important, like an actor. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was really cool. And like rich and that. Like, Cause you would, yeah, you're right. You'd like, there's only, there's so much like shitty gruel porridge and like moth-ridden cotton jumpers you can wear, and the, I imagine there's not. I imagine toilet roll is pretty sparse mate, in
1: on, mate. Mate, yes, there's got to imagine, be a point imagine, where you're like, if, we, if we've had COVID and there was no toilet roll, imagine a nuclear explosion going off. I know be, there's got to be a point where you're like, I'm probably better off back in. Plug me in, shave my eyebrows, put me back um, in. Do you know what the thing is though? Even if he says I don't want to make it, I want to make it so you don't remember. I'd be happy living a lie. Imagine, what mate? Fuck it, just just yeah. just to us back in. Um, how does he plug himself in though? Who? And how does it he's, he's having dinner in the Matrix with with the Smiths, but you have to be plugged in, don't you, by an operator? Yeah, yeah. So, which one of them's plugged him in? Lies, mate. Bullshit. Hole in the Matrix. Mark it down. Can you can you not plug yourself in? <laughs> no, only 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 uh, Neo can do that, and that's only due to poor Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so um,
0: perks of the Red Pill: freedom, the truth. Life without pressures and social constructs. They're designed to numb us, James, to yep. enslave us, to the corporate and the material bullshit of the world. No Adam Sandler. Yeah. Sunglasses that don't need arms to go around your ears. Yeah. Per- Perks of blue
1: pill. Yeah. Margarita pizza. Mate, salt. <laughs> I'm pretty much sold on the blue pill. <laughs> like, do you know what? The thing is, I've always been a big believer in it. I'd rather be, I'd rather be too hot than too cold because it's easy to cool yourself. No, sorry. I'd rather be too cold than too hot. Yeah. Because I think it's easy to warm yourself up than it is to cool yourself, yourself down. I'm um, same, James. Same like kindred spirits, and I think a lot of people down there think people say that, but deep mm. down, in reality, they'd rather be too cold. The problem is, the real world looks too cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the exception to the rule. Is I'd rather be too cold than too hot, unless the Matrix. I mean, that, that's the thing as well.
0: Like like in the movie, they're like. Oh, uh, they they they're living in this in the core, close close to the Earth's core because it's still warm. So fucking cold how, are you? How dumb are the machines if they're not like? Well, they're not on the surface, so. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they're not in space. Have you have you checked the sky? <laughs> yeah, it would be fine. <laughs> yeah, I I um I I no doubt about it in my mind. There's no way I'd want to wake up. I I would have woke up look talk around look around that ship and gone. Fuck no. No, I've, I've, no. no, 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 no,
1: no, nah, no. Fuck, fuck me back. <laughs> the second they served that you breakfast. See, you just woke up just like, so where is the margarita pizza? And they'd be like, I got one. Uh, you've made a huge mistake here, boys. <laughs> yeah. Where's oh, the
0: McDonald's? What do you mean there's no McDonald's? <laughs> Crash. <Christ. laughs> yeah. Waking up to a cold, brutal world of snotty porridge, moth-ridden clothing, limited toilet roll, shaving heads, constantly being on the run, uh, agents, software assassins, hell-bent on equilibrium. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Also, did you get the whole Neo One thing? Like, like it's not yeah. the biggest code, is it to break? No. It? <laughs> but then again, this
1: is—I think this is this is the only film where it, I hate the trope of the one, and this film gets a pass because it's cool until it's bullshit in a sequel. But, mm. but I I hate the existence of the one because it's it's a get out free course. It's like, why is it this person? Oh, is there some sort of story, some sort of history? No, it's the one. So you can get away with it. Mm. The idea that Matrix, bl- uh, Morpheus blindly follows it shows that he's got faith in the character of um, the Oracle. You know, the Oracle can see predicts the future. He believes in it. Um, and I really like the relationship and that gets explored in a way I quite like later. However, it doesn't go anywhere. The biggest plot fall I've got here is Trinity. Trinity is a strong, independent woman who doesn't need Neo. So when Neo first enters the Matrix, she's better than him. When they have a fight scene, when they're trying to get to rescue Morpheus, which is an awesome fight scene, she's the competent fighter. Uh, kind of Neo's training as he goes. Fucking even Mouse is better than Neo at this mm. point. I love that. Fair play to Mouse. You know he could pick any gun he wants. He picked like a nineteen fifties Tommy gun. My boy, he's my kindred spirit. Although when we're talking about Mouse, just quickly, another bit bit plot hole sort of I designed the woman in the red dress. Do you like it? Do you like it? It's like, kid, he's come from the matrix where porn is easily accessible. Like, <laughs> he's not impressed with your, red, with your woman in a red dress, mate. He's he's had it all. He's had whatever he wants. He's, he's literally a software hacker. Like, <laughs> he's done. He's, his eyes have seen stuff. <laughs> mate, he's not impressed by a dress. But the idea that Trinity knows that he's the one because she's in love and it only comes out at the end, he actually pisses me off. It's like, that whole, I really like up to the bit where I even like it when he opens the door and Agent Smith's just gone like I've seen the cheat codes, I know you've gone here, and shoots him. And the scene where I genuinely thought Neo was dead, and I quite liked it. I was like, Neo's dead because he dies. But then but then I don't So the, the idea is if you believe in the Mate, if you die in the Matrix, you die in real life because your mind is lost. That's cool. It explains how you're able to die in the matrix. I think realistically that makes sense. So the writing's strong there. But Neo dies and it's like, oh my God, he can't be the one. Whilst this is happening, a Sentinel's ripping up their uh, ship in real time. So they can't use their EMP because they're stuck in the Matrix. If they use that, obviously they'll lose their consciousness and their body will die. Mm. So there's a good reason. There's there's a lot of tension. The Sentinel is literally in their ship now, though. Neo is dead. No one thinks to use the EMP, (laughs) Really pisses me off. But no, the, the biggest letdown is when Trinity says you must be the one because the Oracle told me that I would love the one and I love you. And I'm just like, Oh, you've fucking ruined it. You've shot your lad. He's, yeah. Or I, I just think she didn't need that. Trinity, Trinity's awesome. She's a kick-ass female character. Why does she need a generic love story with, with very little, I'm not saying there's no chemistry. It's not needed. The, the story is the matrix. It's amazing. It's mind blowing. Why do you need to have like a generic love story in it? Mm. That's just my personal. she have f- be like, you've got to be the one.
0: Like the Oracle told me I'd, I'd, I'd really appreciate your like cheekbones
1: yeah, she, I, I, because when I went to see the Oracle she said it's him. when you meet me i like yeah, just remember he's the one <laughs> the one, <laughs> just, why, the why, one she, talking about spoons why, why is she why is she so cryptic why, why is she they like oh you know your friends that you've got they, they're mm. gonna die but, you, but there's gonna be seen later when you think someone's dead and you're just gonna not give up on them and they're gonna come back to yourself have <laughs> you read the Bible right yeah you know how he like comes yeah. up three days later yeah, yeah. shorten that <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, Trini. Spoiler. <laughs> Trini, yeah? Shouldn't have taken the red pill, babes. She's <laughs> should the Blue pill. Oh, but Carrie Ann Moss, stand standout performance. She's great. Hate the love saying, Love the ending. Love the ending where he gets up so calmly as well and he sees in codes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's actually a really good ending like that builds on his like, And he stops bullets because the idea now that the matrix is the computer system is based on rules. So basically, what he's done is he's a cheater. He's mm. got the cheat code. He's hacking. He's hacked it with his mind and he's able to stop physical beings um so we can't stop the movements of the agents but he can stop those like that they generate i.e bullets so it's really cool there's another thing we forgot to talk about oh i forgot to talk about i really love the chase scene because these people are connected to the matrix uh, the machines because they are part of the computer system they're able to take over the minds of people in the matrix so whilst neo is running away from them they can teleport like take over the body of someone nearer that's a really cool scene he's outrunning someone he can never outrun and there's three of them that's a really good chase scene. It was different. I, lo- I loved that. I thought. It was yeah, brilliant. that that whole sequence is really
0: clever, and it and it goes against that visual effects, doesn't it? Yeah. The um, which I'm going to lead into the visual effects supervisor John uh, Gether and the photography by Bill Pope. That what you've already talked about bullet time sequence, which just revolutionised like the whole of filmmaking after that came out. Um. It is good to go back and see where it all started. Do you know, like when you see a GIF that you use loads of times, and then yeah. you see the source material, and you're like, "Oh fuck, that's where that comes from." Yes. Like I, I do like when you find that accidentally.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. More I found one more, from so. Community once, and I, I saw it. I, was like, oh, I saw the episode of Community. I was like, I've seen that GIF more than times than I've seen the episodes.
0: Yeah, the the, the, the vine of um, surprise, motherfucker
1: in some fries, Dex- yeah. motherfucker. And then when you watch Dexter season Dexter, two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, I was like, oh, "All right, that's where that's from." I love that topic. You know, some fries, motherfucker. All right, motherfucker. <laughs> The
0: iconic style, yeah, the costumes, the choreography. I mean,
1: them fight scenes are insane. They are insane. They, they are, are insane. There was some, uh, the jump scene doesn't work too particularly well. But there's an awesome bit... Everything, all the fight scenes also tell you something as well. It's like Morpheus kicks the shit out of uh, Neo, but, but that's not it. The bigger plan is the crew of the Nebuchadnezzar are then told, like racing music also Morpheus is fighting Neo and everyone runs up to go look at this code on a computer because it's like a huge thing mm. the film does a good job of making you seem like these events are huge and they make the agents look untouchable mm. like Trinity's a badass motherfucker Morpheus is a badass motherfucker but they can't beat they can't beat um, the agents like the scene in the toilet where the Morpheus fights the agents gets the he gets brutalized. Well, it's like even even the opening scene with Trinity when she jumps across the building. Yeah, and she's just waiting for him to she's jump. She's so nervous. So she's like she's tacking she it. Yeah, she's, she's like, like get, get up, get, up,
0: get up. up. I love that. That seems so
1: cool. But I forgot about the the kung fu fighting because I was freaking awesome. I think actually that might be one of my favorites as well. He's like, you think that's a, you're breathing? Hmm. <laughs> just I've never seen that. I've never heard a hmm be so sarcastic. <laughs> well done, Morpheus.
0: I th- I think uh, again the Agent Smith character as well was uh, listened to Hugo Weaving. It was based on 1950s. Uh, news reporters. That's cool. I get that. of yeah. strict. It's, it's kind trying of... to be like monotonal, not to like show emotion, you know, we're reading the news. Um, I, as I said, I think the, the complex storylines, the character development, the mix of drama, the mix of action, the mix of sci-fi, it really, re- oh, and the, and the mix of like cultural cultures as well. You've got the, you know, heavily influenced by uh, Eastern films. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's certainly marketed to a Western audience. I, I think it's a real smorgasbord that on paper shouldn't work but it really really does pay off really really well I it, it lends itself to so many things from Star Wars Terminator Westworld Alice in Wonderland Alien Blade Runner like all of these films you see in you know in stories you see in that first Matrix film
1: yeah
0: cray 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 it's cray cray I'm on man they're just stealing it
1: it's all shot in Australia. Do you know that? I did not know that. It's cheaper. Apparently, they had a budget of sixty million. They went into pre-production and they, they saved money on the real world because Australia's such a shithole. No, the, this is the opposite. So they <laughs> said filmed in Boston. They, um, it's been a while since we I've got Boston. A Boston. I've got a Boston joke coming up later. It's, sorry, mate.
0: Um, the um, yeah, they, they 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 had sixty million to make the film was the budget, and it's cheaper to film in Australia because I think it would have cost one hundred eighty million. It says on if it was shot in the states. Actually, then the, one of the troubles they had is trying to find a, like, um, derelict, rubble, worn-torn um, place, place Yeah, to to film the kind of futuristic scene. So they had to build sets for that. So actually, it was the other way around. It was such a nice city that they couldn't find the, like, the, the beaten-down suburby <laughs> bit. bit, um, which could have gone to Boston. You're right. Um, yeah, only Lawrence Fishburne, so I've just got loads of notes. Only Lawrence Fishburne knew the, uh, got it, you know, in, in his words. Um, the films were originally pinned to be comic books so the Wachowski sisters wanted to make a series of graphic novels
1: cool before turning them into screenplays and turning it into the film uh, but I don't think there's I don't think if they were a comic book they might have got their audience it might it worked better this way mm. because let's be honest the first film was amazing so on that note before we get into the second and third Ew.
0: it does it does spawn to have some form of that question is how would you know if he was in the Matrix
1: how would I know if I was in the Matrix mm. um so do you know what? I really cool. I really like this idea. So there's a Doctor Who episode with Peter Capaldi where a lot of people realise they're in a simulation because every time they're asked to guess a number because there's not processing power, everyone says the same number. Like Rick and Morty, when they're in a simulation, they make everything happen. So if I were to test that, I would get every person on the planet in one room. And if I can do that, I know it's a matrix. Custard pie. custard. Uh, no, sorry, apple pie with custard. It's too tasty, so therefore I must be in there. There's too much going on. So if you baked 20 of them, mate, you've you your laptop, if you open two fucking web files, it crashes. So if you were to cook simultaneously in the same house, in the same kitchen, 20 apple pies, you'd break the matrix. That's how you'd know. There you go.
0: Yeah, mine is, uh, if something pisses you off so badly, you must be in reality. <laughs> That's literally it. That's as good as I've got, I reckon.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. The Matrix. 999. Do you think it holds up?
0: I think it does. I think it does more so than two and three, which let's be honest of that time and uh, moving forward, there will be movies that have to step up and be the forerunners for special effects. You know, the second and third movie certainly tried to push the boundaries. They don't pay off as much. There were scenes that I was like, Oh, this is like Spider-Man three. Yeah. This is like, uh, like Franco and Maguire fighting on the hoverboard. But yep. the first one I think holds up, holds its own enough because it, it kind of, it's a world without boundaries, but it, it was certainly made with boundaries in mind. Like the second and third one, they get fucking ridiculous. Like with the amount of Smiths and you well, know, he can fly and all this kind of stuff. Well, the thing is this film ends with him on a phone call
1: to presumably The Matrix. So has The Matrix got a phone number that you can just ring? <laughs> is that how it there works? There probably is a number that you can just ring. Because <laughs> he rings and he's like, you know, I'm going to free the people that want freeing now. Bye. Mm. And then he flies off as Rage Against the Machine plays. And do you know what? I actually don't think that's that bad. Like the little implication that he's now free from the earthly constraints and he goes off and he has a fly. I think that's an alright way to end it. However, I think that's a really good way to end a standalone film. Yeah. And not a great way to set up more films. Yeah. Yeah. Because number two, I think
0: I'd only seen number two once and I couldn't even remember if I'd seen the third one.
1: You were lucky. Because I
0: was watching them like, I got this morning. I couldn't sleep. I woke up at like ten to five, and I come downstairs and watch the third one. And I was like, I can't remember any of this. I can't remember how it ends. I can't remember what the big like res like how how does he Agent Smith? What's the big like ending of the these films? Second one is no storeship. The, the the second one had it felt to me was just like they had all these grand set pieces in mind, and the story was just trying to get you from piece to piece to piece. Yep, there is a chase scene on a highway yep. that lends itself to movies like Terminator 2. But there are moments in that where I was like, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's, nice. that's pretty, pretty, that, that's different. It really does milk the slow-mo though in the second movie and the, the rippling effect. So yes. they're like, you know, where the truck's clad.
1: Yeah. And then you see slow motion rippling before the explosion comes out. Yeah. That's a bit weird. It's weird, but that's the only bit of, so this now goes into full CGI. So like Blade 2 before it, it, it had a lot of shoes to fill. Now, first, before we start talking about it, The Matrix was a smash hit. No one saw The Matrix as it was going to be. To say that it was an understatement, if you said you knew The Matrix was going to be a big thing, you're wrong. Because no one was expecting it to be. It was barely promoted. It was a massive smash hit. Everyone loved it. Um, the sequel was so promotion it was the heaviest promotion I've ever seen for anything ever it's like buy this phone more for your sunglasses you could buy them an Asda the phone that they use the cars that they use everything was on display and buy this long trench coat and these pills it was absolutely ridiculous wasn't it um, and then they started whoring this film out like um, movie magazines like four months were doing like whole spreads they were talking about oh my god what does this mean what does this mean everyone was hyping this up film to be massive and let me tell you this is basically had this film not been as shoved down my throat as it was. I may actually enjoy parts of this film, but I will always hate this film because this is the only film I heard about for like six months before I saw it. And you're only ever gonna that's why I don't like you know previews to things because mm-hmm. you only say imagine so if I'm trying to explain this, if you're not if you weren't alive then or if you weren't that into movies back then, imagine you've just seen the Spider-Man trailer now and you see it every time you turn on the TV. You see bits about it. People are talking about it. People are telling you things that you don't want to know about it. And it's, and it's building up, building up. It's like, this film can't be bad. And the film, when you finally watch it is an hour and a half of piddle shit. And that's you've seen the best things in the trailer. 15, that's two hours 15. Two hours 15 of piddle shit. Do you have any idea how disappointed you'd be? It would ruin, it would actually sour you to an entire genre of films. Thank you, Matrix Reloaded. Cause that's what you did. Cause I was so sick of this film, even before I saw it. Oh, I didn't get any of that. Oh, I did. didn't get
0: any of that. I just, I knew it was coming out. I, I didn't, I mean, I, even as a kid, I was like, there's a sequel to that movie? There's uh, more to
1: that story? No, I, I, it was everywhere, mate. I, was, it was everywhere. I, I remember
0: it. Here's what I'm going to tell you about that second movie that I did like rewatching it this week, is that I, I am a fan of movies that are brave enough. There is, there's, a, there's a term that I use called like finding the center of the maze. Yeah. And I like that in a movie when someone's on a quest and they go beyond what, and they find what they're looking for, and they go beyond, and you get an answer. And it doesn't just give you all this like mumbo bumbo, like shit and <laughs> jazz, you know. Like, there are moments in this one I, I, that I quite like. I like the key maker that they have to find him, and then they find the archi- architect, and there's like the kind of red, blue, pill, blue pill scene again, but it's doors. the doors. There are bits like that where I'm like,
1: well, we got there, okay. we got to the hot seat, we got to the. But the problem was when you came out, you saw it a bit later, but when I came out of the cinema and I was like, the architect, yeah. Do you know what doesn't make any sense? And you I was like, what? I like, was like, any of that movie, like the last third of that film might as well just be called, <laughs> because that's as much made sense as it made. Sorry, I've got ahead of myself. No, no, I, 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 that, that,
0: that second movie, I'm going to let you describe it. What's the storyline? Well, right, so movie?
1: basically, you know, in the first one, turns out the Matrix is an alternate reality, a uh, virtual reality that we all live in and that we choose to accept. Well, that's kind of the storyline. Well, open your mouth because I've got a shovel of storyline for you. Turns out that the alien uh, the aliens. So you always forget because always used to think they're aliens as well. The robots have found Zion close to the Earth's core. So that's good, isn't it? And there's something else I'm going to bring up later when we get to the third one. But so turns out the machines are drilling. They've got a machine for every human. Oh my God! Everyone's kicking off. Um, the ruler, the um, the rulers are a clan of. Well, not a clan, kind of like a council of people who rules Iron, and they've got military advisors military advisors to get everyone back, but not Morpheus now. Cause Morpheus is just the renegade mate. Because Rope, like, mate. right. Cause it, it, that's what you need in your military leaders. You need people who don't follow the rules. <laughs> yeah. And luckily there's quite a few of them. Jada Picknett Smith, one of them, and some white old guys the other. They've decided that they've got proof that the aliens, i have got to keep doing that because ma- the machines are coming. So what they do is they traveled back to Zion. That's the plan to defense up, mate, to get ready. Unfortunately, the Oracle, she's gone missing, hasn't she? So Morpheus needs, wants to get in touch with her, see how she is. See if he, you know, she's got any cookies left. So they decide that they're going to try and contact. They need to keep one ship out there to maintain a presence in the Matrix to see if the Oracle makes sense. So they go back to Zion. Sorry, to make communication. They go back to Zion. We see Zion for the first time. And wow, wee, what a shill. It's so bad. It looks... Looks like a submarine from your nightmares.
0: <laughs> it, it, always, it always reminds me like if they were all singing in dancing, it would be like the end of a Star Wars movie when it goes to all the different planets. Yeah, yes. They're like, oh,
1: they're having a good time, they're having a party because <laughs> the
0: Death Star's just blown up.
1: Do you know what I imagine when I first saw Zion? Though I imagine that, that place was fucking stink. There's not a window. There's no windows in that no. place. Definitely, there's no plumbing, James. Oh, where did they poo? Oh. Anyway. Turns out that everyone reveres Neo as some sort of God. They leave him offerings and stuff when he, you know, he has to give blessings to kids. I and mean, in reality, he just wants to go bone Trinity.
0: That is it. He gets cock blocked by a load of people. that are like,
1: you're the prophet, you're the Messiah. Like, kiss my kid. It's like, oh, I'd be kissing, carry on, Mass- I mean, who would want you? Anyway, made contact. So it's time for them to go back. Now, do you remember there was a, an original surviving member from the Nebuchadnezzar? I believe his name was Tank. He was the operator. Homegrown human. Mm. turns out he got drunk in the sequel and smashed up the set so they fired him <laughs> they did recast him, didn't they I quite liked him in the first movie that yeah, guy finally got drunk and smashed up the set so they were like right your character's done mm. so what you do is you meet um, the new operator's wife now you only meet her once but it's very important to remember her because you spend the third movie with her <laughs> so it's really important to remember these 30 seconds now the storyline's divided um, we're going to have we're going to be done with Zion you're going to meet some secondary characters but they're really important because you've got to remember them we're going back to the Matrix So we finally make contact with the Oracle. She was just feeding pigeons. She was just feeding pigeons. And basically, the big discovery here, now now this is where I think the writing in the sequels is worse. It's terrible. And I don't mean the dialogue. I mean the actual storyline. Because it turns out she's a computer program. She's designed to see the future. And she admits this. She's like, yeah, I'm a computer. I'm a computer program. So what's really weird here, is that uh, Matrix, uh, the Matrix exists with those computer programs. Why Morpheus just go, why do you know the future? That's a bit odd. <laughs> he never questioned it, which kind of makes him look like an idiot in my mind. Anyway, we were done with that storyline and we we're done with that actress because unfortunately she died in a plane crash and was then recast yeah. as well. Um, it was really shame because I thought she did a really good job. She's she kind of like the lovable mom character. You know, she bakes cookies. You know, in the first in the first film, she's really like lovable. In the second one, she's got like a badass bodyguard with her who was supposed to be played by Jet Lee. Gently turned it down.
0: In in that first one, when she's baking cookies and she's like, "What did you expect?" Like that—that's yeah. such a good. I like it when movies do that when they address what everyone in the audience is thinking. Like you think she's going to be in a, on a throne in a palace, yeah, and she's just like, "Yeah, you're
1: yeah, right. Really she does this really cool thing as well, where she's like, "You know what? You won't. You don't believe in this one, jumbo. But by the time you finish eating this cookie, you'll have forgotten about it." And that's mm. really cool. Anyway, he disappears. Now it turns out, Agent Smith's back. They have a fight but there's more than one Agent Smith. So he has a fight with them. Turns out there's fucking hundreds of the fuckers. Why? Well, this is why. So when they had a fight in the first one, how did Neo defeat Agent Smith? He flew into him. Mm. Agent Smith absorbed him and exploded him from inside. The idea is that when they connected, the code from the one has imprinted on Smith and freed him. So they are the same. They're the same person, both free from the constraints, but obviously Smith can't exist in the real world.
0: So he now becomes a virus, so he's, or he's a cancer in the matrix, So the he? best
1: way to think of him is, is a computer virus. So he can infect the program. So the agents in this, so this is another letdown. The agents were really good bad guys. And in the second one, they're de- downgraded. So what you've got is now um, the Oracle tells me they've got to get to the source. And to get to the source, uh, they have to find the keymaker. The keymaker has been held by uh, a Frenchman who's the mirror, the mirror juin mm. and, and then he's got two bad guys that work for him called the Twins. And he's got his wife.
0: Do you know the twin storyline? No. So I I don't know if this is true. Or this is a this is a urban myth. That them two, their claim to fame, their actual jobs is in the UK. They're from D R Y S O S. Oh
1: yes, they are. That's them. And they put oh, a cast, they put a
0: casting call out for, for two twins. twins that can play, that have black belts in karate. Yes. And they were like, well, we do. And then they got it.
1: That's true. And because I remember thinking that I was lying. If you've just confirmed that, yeah.
0: Because there's a there's a huge thing in the Matrix in there about them. Um, there's something really weird. Like they employed and hired any twin actors because it's the whole idea of like having twins in the same scene Yes. to give the idea of glitches in Matrix. Yes. Like there's two women in the red dresses. There's, you know, all these people are twins, and they hired an obscene amount of twins for this. I think that's cool.
1: And they hired Hugo Weaving and his fifty-five brothers, which is really convenient. Do you know what I think that's really good? They do a really good job of like superimposing. Do you know what the graphics later on when it becomes too many becomes a CGI first. Um, Keanu Reeves, Neo, picks up like a stick and he starts beating him. And it's all CGI. You're literally just watching video games at a time when it's video games graphics too, isn't were better than this. <laughs> yeah,
0: there, there is a bit, unfortunately, as well, where two of the actors that get the poll off Neo, if you watch it, the, the you can tell it's a big phone pole because it like bends, bends. loads. It, it's really bad. Another thing, actually, going on about errors, The Matrix is full, full of... um capturing the cameraman in the um, sunglasses. sunglasses, There's a scene, I I paused it, um, you know, as with Emily, and I was like, can you see the cameraman in that? And she's like, how did that make it into the movie? I'm like, honestly, this is like, happens so much in these films. There's a scene when the fish go see the Oracle, and it's cool. They do this camera shot where it basically does a fish-eye lens, but it's the reflection of the door handle of the Oracle's like apartment building. But if you look, you can see the camera in oh. Lawrence Fishburne's sleeve as he goes through open the door. It's just that it's too reflectioning. Yeah, <laughs> it's too but shiny. It's like, it's like you went out of your way to get that shot. Like you would have, like you would have thought. There's one scene that's really bad where uh, Morpheus is talking to Neo, and it's in that second movie. They're talking to each other, and um, the uh, the whole scene is Morpheus's face, Lawrence Fishburne's face, and in one lens you can see reflection and in the other you can clearly just see a cameraman <laughs> just with a camera holding
1: it and you're like How, what? <laughs> surely someone's job is to look at this they stuff they should have just had one dusty lens yeah <laughs> um, anyway so there's a lot happening here basically I'm going to speed it up the French villain gives a woman an orgasm so his wife betrays him tells him the location that's very so, weird so they, so they go to this uh, French Alps um oh no, this is really cool, the key maker. So there's different keys open, kind of like wormholes. So in the restaurant, they use a special key, opens a door to a different location. So the idea of instantaneous travel throughout the Matrix, which Mm. is cool. That's cool. So Matrix, uh, fucking hell. So Neo gets trapped in like the French Alps, whereas they have a gunfight in like on a highway. And that's really cool. So they're basically chasing down the keymaker. So that's Morpheus and Trinity. And there's a really cool scene where Trinity says, "But well, you never told me, you told me to always avoid the highway. Now I never knew what that meant as a kid, but I think it's because, because there's so many people on the highway agents can, agents can go there. So this is literally the only time in the film when the matrix, uh, when the agents are actually okay in the mm. film. Um, you see that there's only two of them because, uh, Agent Smith has basically copied himself. He puts his hand in your chest and he overrides you and you turn into a Hugo Weaving. So he's a virus. He's turned into a Hugo he's Weaving. He's Rumour has it, that's how Hugo Weaving was born. Yes. <laughs> when a Hugo Weaving <laughs> stuck his hand in someone. <laughs> anyway, so it's all building up. There's a lot of storyline. Um, then they finally get there. I, I, I'm speeding through this a lot, but that's because there's a lot to Gi's this in this film because there's so much storyline. So, turns out that the keymaker can only you can only open the key to the source as special at a particular time. That's convenient. Also, I love the fact that it's, it's nearly that time. Mm. Like when can you open it again next? It's like, well, if it opens, if it's the same time tomorrow, we'll just give it a day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, or is it just once every 10 years? You know, oh, fucking, that was lucky, wasn't it? Then we got in here. What if you were there and you were just missed it by a day? It's like, yeah, you still got nine years and 364 days to go. <laughs> you're pretty fucked off. You're like, well, I've got to go back to that shit all that. <laughs> or just stay plugged into the matrix, because that's what I'd do. Um, But it's got a security system, mate. So they need to turn the power off. So one team's going to have to do an explosion. Luckily, there's three ships. That was lucky, wasn't it? Three ships. One to take out the power, one to be jacked into the Matrix. And this other one is to take out the security system. Jada Picknett-Smith, she does her job, mate. She explodes that power line. Mm. But the other one, the other one with the security system, the power's still on. And Trinity, she's got to go take it out, mate. She's got to log in. She's got to do it because the other team has failed. The reason the other team has failed is because um, there were too many Smiths. And one of the, one of the, uh, one of the saviors gets infected and then he picks up the phone and that's how you get connect, That's how you get disconnected. So, so Aaron, you've just, you were about to pick up the phone and be released from the Matrix. However, Hugo Weaving's come up and he stuck his hand in you. <laughs> You're now Hugo Weaving. And then you get again, and then you get unplugged from the Matrix. You with me because I wrote this down several times like I genuinely didn't know how to explain that I was like normal human person becomes Hugo Weaving but in the real world
0: I quite like that though I like how Hugo Weaving evolves Right, he's now in the real world
1: yeah but if you think about it it doesn't make any sense whatsoever because you don't so you've got a laptop mm. you don't stick your finger in the USB port and Microsoft Word doesn't overtake you and then you've Hi. just then you're just you're how Mi- do you know you're Microsoft Word eh? I'm that paperclip that used to help you <laughs> That'd be, that'd be the most annoying thing to come on that computer. Can I help you? That that weather updates. You, yeah, i be you just, pain. you just sit there in a the corner and go <laughs>
0: thirty degrees. <laughs> I would be pain. Fucking utterly useless
1: and I, obsolete. I'd, I'd be that, I'd be that computer game that that your laptop is too old to run, so that when you accidentally open it, like shit, shit, turn off before it crashes. I just show up to it immediately piss you off. Anyway, anyway, so turns out that Neo's been having these prophetic dreams, mate, where he's seen Trinity dying. So. He's thinking that now, this is where everything happens. Trinity gets there, she saves the day. Turns out an agent, they still exist. Remember them, they show up at the exact same time. Just as Trinity's blowing it, she's getting shot. Meanwhile, what's everyone else up to? Well, Nero's having a conversation. So he finally uses the right keys in the corridor when lots of agents miss up. And I quite like that, the idea of a lot of big fight scene and a really clustered weight. I think that's portrayed quite well. I would have liked to see a bit more. However... I don't understand how Morpheus survives because there's loads of Smiths and Morpheus is just kinda like like basic level bitch now. Mm. And Agent Smith is supposed to be on the same level as Neo Neo, but there's billions of him. Keymaker, mate, he takes a shooting. Does so <laughs> he takes mate, he takes lead. He does take lead, but it doesn't matter. Because he's opened the door, he's fucking obsolete now. Yeah, he's, 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 thanks he's, for you're it. fucking done, mate, we don't need you. Don't let the door you're dead body on the way out. So <laughs> it's the it's the big thing that you've been building up for, mate. The big fight scene, the source of the matrix. It's an is old, old, it? it's, it's an old bloke <laughs> with a beard. It's Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Basically, what is hidden in here is his secret recipe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turns out it was chicken, salt and grease. <laughs> That's all you need. And they have a conversation which lasts way too long. And if you don't know what the word ergo means, and I'd like to point out, as, a, as a child, I didn't know what that means. <laughs> um, I was like, well, why is this word that he says everything? Right, so here he goes. Ergo, you're full of shit. <laughs> he explains, now this is cool. I like this idea because always like it, you always like a spin on time. Mm. Turns out the matrix is older than you think. So it's always implied in the first film that it's only been like 100 years or so. It's not been that long since we've been free. However, this is actually the seventh incantation of the Matrix. And this always happens. The person who is the one is a... I I did research on this. Trying to dumb it down in a way that even I understand. Turns out this always happens. There must be a one in the code. There's always the leftover of an algorithm. So... They've tried to stop it before, but ultimately the one is always created. The purpose of the one is to enter the code and basically pick pick like something like 60 people to restart Zion. Or pick the other door, re-enter the matrix, cause a system clash that will kill everyone in the world. Something different happens this time because the last six times, Neo's done that. He's gone into the other one and he's saved everyone. He's picked these new people and he's restarted Zion. So it's basically a cycle. This always happens. However, this time, He's changed his mind. Do you know why? Because of love. Because of love. So he goes out the other door, and he flies and he saves Trinity before she's landed, which is great because time obviously works differently because she got shot up twenty minutes ago in the movie, but it's fine. So she saves. Rumor has it she's still falling. She's still. Falling. It was that slow motion. Like the, the the big question is if you Google it is is what talk longer her falling from the building or James can't get shot. So <laughs> just check in. You still getting shot. Um, so basically that finally ends it, and then you think we're finished. We're over. Neo's destroyed the human race. (laughs) That's basically what's happened. We're all fucked (laughs) because he walked out the other door. There's going to be system crash in the matrix. Makes no sense whatsoever because the the system crash doesn't happen. So I don't want to even get started. So we're all coming up. We're all fine. It's great. Oh no, something's happened in the real world. They wake up. Shit's gone down. Shit's gone down. What's happened? What's happened? Well, it turns out that that Blaine has been infected with Microsoft (laughs) Agent. Turned on his EMP quick uh, too soon at the, um, where they were meeting to fight the machines, disabling pretty much all of them. So there's only like two ships left. Oh, sorry. I forgot to say, the number of gets destroyed. I apologize. <laughs> sorry about that. I forgot about it. Um, and then it's all kicking off. No one knows what's happened. Sentinels are chasing them down. And Neo, something's changed. You can feel them now. Zaps him, faints, Finn. Or is that in that movie? That's in that movie. So he faints. So the, uh, and the end, they wheel him in, and then that's when it gets explained. That that's what he does. Yeah, that, that's so what they, his
0: powers work in the real world is the big twist. Is, at the, is end, the big isn't twist.
1: It. And so they line him up, and he's do, asleep. Do and you then it's know revealed. that's going to happen. The moment when Agent Smith gets into the real world in the body of Blaine. Right. So, so then this film ends. So the film ends. Basically, humanity's folk. They've got. They've only got two ships left. They've got Jada Picknett Smith and old white guy ship because the Nebuchadnezzar has been destroyed. Three captains, two ships. So they have seen the, that movie. So they, so they need these ships to basically go back to Zion and protect it because all the other ships got destroyed by the EMP that was released too early by Blaine. Mm. So it's all kicking off. It's all, it's all fucked. And also Neo now is passed out. No one knows where Neo is. He's just, he's just conked out, mate. He's tired. He's had a bad day, right? So everyone's flipping their lid. I came out of the cinema and I thought, that set up the greatest twist ever in a movie. I think I, will, I went with a guy called Edward. He anyway, went, what do you mean? I said, it's, reality, it's it's If you think of computer programs- I'll be Edward right now. It's like that's one of the best endings to a film I've ever seen. All oh, right, James. Do you want to know why? Why? Why, James? That's <laughs> right. Because if you think about it, computer systems aren't just one program. You don't run Windows. Mm. You run different programs that Windows is made up of. There's always a program in the background, like System 32. Never set it down and System 32. And uh, the architect kept talking about choice. It's everyone's choice. What if the illusion? I was I was mate, i my mind. I was like, what if the, the choice is illusion? The illusion is choice. They're giving them the idea, so they're rebelling, but they're actually, there's a matrix with a matrix. I'm a big believer in it should have been. There's a matrix with a matrix. Because that explains how a computer program is able to go into the real world. It explains how Neo is able to control the real world. And it also explains why the machines are so fucking useless. And it turns out the real world's bollocks. And when you wake up from that world, it's like a utopia of machines. Like, did you like that? It fucking lols, mate. Was I a good convincing Edward then? I don't really remember Edward that much. Oh, so remember, yes then. I remember he didn't like the film... Um, What's that World War II film with Cuba Gooding Jr.? And he's the best part in it. Mel of Honor. No, that's Man a good Honor. one. The other one. Uh, it's about the bombings in Hawaii. Ben Affleck's in it. Josh Harnett's in it. Pearl Harbor? Pearl Harbor. He didn't like Pearl Harbor because the planes weren't historically accurate. I was like, I don't like the film because it was shit. <laughs> it's nothing <laughs> to do with the film, film wasn't
0: historically accurate. <laughs>
1: Fucking hell. Um, anyway, so I was a big believer thinking that was the best ending th- to I, film I, ever. Th- I thought the second film, the...
0: I thought that was it. I thought the second film was that the real world is the Matrix. Yeah. It's a, yeah I, I,
1: it makes more sense. Doesn't I thought it? it was
0: that was the twist. I thought it's it's and this goes back to the idea that you never know when you're what reality is. Yeah. And you're right. And then we get into Inception territory, don't we? By the third movie, you're like, okay, so now where is who is where and and what's real and Yeah, I th- I thought people were just gonna wake up in like a I don't know like a coma or
1: something in that third movie because I was like, it's gone deep. It has gone deep. But do you know what? I still, do you know what? At the time, I was really just my problem with this film is it gets tarnished by the fact that I had this great system of I had this I thought this was going to happen. This was going to be amazing. I saw the third film. Turns out none of that happens. So that disappointed that film and this film for me. I was like, do you know what? This film's bollocks. I think as endings go, the architect's bollocks. He's just talking horseshit. I would just be. I would, if I was Neil, I'd pull out a pen and paper. I'd be like, could you slow down for a fucking second here? My mind's going a minute here. What? Could you say it again without saying Nergo? Mm. <laughs> For the love of Christ, stop saying it. There is also,
0: there's a fight scene when the, when the key maker kind of takes him through to this lavish mansion, um, which I think is the French guy's villa. Yeah, with the, his chateau, I don't know.
1: It's got vampires in it and she shoots them with silver bullets.
0: Yeah, that, that bit's really weird, isn't it? And then there's all them, uh, are they vampires or would they be no, typically va-
1: werewolves? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Apparently they're vampires because a video game came up called Enter the Matrix where you played Ghost and Naomi's character they're the other ship. So they go around and you fight the ghosts and stuff on them. That was a cool video game, but that was one of the many times into this film.
0: Mm. I That that scene is a bit weird. It, it, it its welcome, that fight scene, because it's like, so we see Neo with guns and he, he does the the scene where he stops like a hundred bullets. Yeah. And, and, you need more. Yeah. And, and then it's like, let's see Neo fight with a big stick, with a bolly knocker, with daggers, with a sword. Yeah. And he just kind of like goes around the asses. And luckily all of these weapons are like on the walls. And, there's a lot of like Crouching Tiger wire work where like he jumps up and he's balancing on the wall and then jumps down again. And it's, it's cool, but it does as welcome.
1: It outstays welcome cause, because I don't know if you notice they've lost the hue. It's, it's bright. Everything's like so in your face. Mm. And I just, a lot of it's just bullshit. A lot of it's pointless. Morpheus kind of comes across as a bit of a dick in this one, despite the fact he gets an awesome fight scene. He gets an awesome fight scene, you know, against an agent with a, um, with a sword. The sword bit and the, I quite liked It's They have two action scenes. They've got a chase scene where Jada Pickness no, it's Trinity, isn't it? She's on the motorbike. Yeah. Whereas Morpheus is on top of a truck. That's cool. Fighting mm. an agent with a sword. I mean, if I saw that on paper, I'd be like that sounds pretty fucking awesome. That sounds pretty awesome. But, but Neo is going through a fight scene where he can stop bullets with his mind. But when a woman hits his arm with a with a sword, he'd likely he'd likely bleeds. And mm. it's like, you can kill him. It's like, did you see the amount of effort? It's like Thanos when Iron Man's all of that for a speck of blood. He's like, really? <laughs> bitch. Yeah, but then he's like, if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> Straight out of Predator. It's just, it's it wasn't fun. Everything's too bright. I don't understand it. Saffron was pretty good in it. Saffron is the- um, but, The bodyguard. But he's the bodyguard, but he has a fight with Neo because he says, the only way I can see who you realise by fighting you. Well, ask for some ID, mate. Just, I do just,
0: like that just, scene just, though when, just, you do, when you go to Neo cam and you see all the coding. And then like he's just kind of glowing gold yeah. and he's like, I can't sushi. Here.
1: It's like, you've gold.
0: <laughs> I, I quite like that. Yeah. And there's that there's that rumour as well you know, that the programmer who did the effects or the coding for the Matrix is just sushi recipes.
1: Yes. I've heard that's true, though. But then again, I've, I've heard this from the internet, the internet's like to move But, you know, coming out of the second one, it asks more questions than it answers. But then again- but it has this has to, because it's the second movie. It right? has to when the second and the third film are written together. <laughs> we see this with Back to the Future 2 and 3. We see this with the Marvel films. When you do two back-to-back, you set up, the first film was to set up questions, and the third film was to answer them. The problem is this film set up questions that nobody fucking wanted to know. The Wachowskis missed the point of why the first film was so popular because it was different, because it was alternative. It was
0: contained as well. It was contained. It the book ended at the end. I, I think an open question in the Matrix movies
1: doesn't work. This film to me was limp. It was damp. It was it was good in parts. Some parts were good. And when I was rewatching it, I'm a lot kinder to it now than I was back then. Mm. But ultimately,
0: I didn't mind it. We Rewatching the first one is stand out. The first one is brilliant. Second one, I was like, yeah, that's okay. it's okay. It, it is okay.
1: Yeah, that's a fine description. It is okay.
0: It's it's average. Mm. Nothing about it. Sh- there was nothing there to tickle my pickle, James. Oh yeah. yeah. As, as I said, I like I like the Wizard of Oz stuff. I like it getting to the man in the chair and being like, right. So what is this whole thing? And you know they're talking in mystery. They're talking in rhyme or whatever it is. I, I quite like that as a as a trope. I get really frustrated when you don't get there and you're like, oh. Self that there was someone orchestrating all this, and you don't get to see it. Um Like Lana Jury. yeah. Like all them series building up, and you're like, build up some more because <laughs> <laughs> it's ending shit. The third movie has this then oh. uh, this this immense pressure of. I mean, you left it on a. um You left it. You didn't you, say to be continued. It says to be concluded. Yeah. So, you know, you yourself your audience at the end of the the, uh, the second movie to say all the answers will be revealed in the next one.
1: Second one poisoned the well, though, because because all that hype for the second one, De- was not there for the third film. Like a year later it came mm-hmm. out. And I remember I went to the screening on, I think, the first day with Edward again. And do you know what? There was no oh, one was there. He's back, is he? He's yeah, he back, was. is he? Yeah, when I, was, I didn't know in secondary school, mate. So leave me alone. <laughs> so we went to go to the cinema, saw this. Disappointment, mate. You didn't hear about this film. I think I think everyone, they poisoned the well. Yeah. The Matrix well was dead. This is the best way to describe this movie. I watched it today. You can't remember and I can't really remember much of it. Well, that's good because if do you know, do you remember the characters like Morpheus that made you fall in love? Do you remember Trinity and Neo and how they they got you involved in the storyline and how you you wanted to see about him? Well, fuck them. They're not in it. (laughs) It's time to go to Zion. You know that place that you don't give a toss about. There is an unhealthy amount of Zion in this this film. So, because
0: all the cool stuff is now happening in the Matrix. Well,
1: so this is how they described it when the the directors came out. They said, "Oh." The, it's going to be two parts. The first part is going to be the Matrix, the second part is going to be the real world. Well, who gives off? I've seen it. Who gives a toss about the real world? The problem
0: is as well in this in this third movie is the budget is saved for when the machines break into Zion. So, the third movie is that race against time, isn't it? Neon, uh, neon, neo, <laughs> neo <laughs> is uh, neon would have been shrap- a better name. He's
1: trapped in a kind of... Um, so he's trapped in a port world, which is basically, he's not in the Matrix, but he's not in the real world. He's, he's
0: unconscious in the real world that puts him halfway between the Matrix and the real world in this yes. weird train station.
1: Because which I quite like. Yeah, it's different, because yeah, it's different. I want to see him look across, He Dumbledore sat there. Yeah, but he's, But what does he look? He looks across and he sees a program that's fallen in love with another program that's birthed another program. I don't know anything about computers, but that sounds like an error. Because <laughs> when was the last time your laptop fell in love? No. <laughs> well. Sorry, if I, I'm very saying, personal question. That <laughs> save myself a trouble. So that's what I mean. Is they go too far. So the the story here is that love isn't just a human emotion. It's it's love is a universal emotion that even computers can feel. And my problem with that is I couldn't give a flying fuck. I'm the third film into this trilogy. Why am I now learning that Microsoft Paint has had a baby with fucking McCaffrey Virus Pro and given <laughs> birth to fucking Excel? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He's got no powers though. So that's weird. So you know Neo's got powers in the real world now and the fake world, but in this little world he's got no powers because the train <laughs> stay the train the train manager conductor it looks like all right Fucking homeless freak. He beats the piss out of him. Yeah. Good. I'm glad real world Neo's got his powers now.
0: That, 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 that whole section in the movie is like, we just need to put Neo somewhere <laughs> so that we can tell the audience about Zion. <laughs> so let's put him somewhere
1: where he can't do anything. Right. So it's a race against time. So one of the big story lines is you get, Zion is a war zone you've got. The characters that you don't give a toss about, that you're introduced for like 30 minutes in the last film, they have a fight with machines. Now what I do like about it is how the machines work like, like schools of fish. You know how they attack in numbers. Yeah, and squids and they, swarms. and They look cool. And I also like the giant mechs that the humans fight them in. I think they're pretty cool. Very alien too. Yeah, I think that's what I'm getting. It's like an homage. I do like mm. that. I think that's pretty cool. I, I quite like it. However, the characters and the tension that you feel through the Zion portion, you don't care about because you've not met them. You've not had any time to fall in love with any of these characters. So if they die, I'm okay with it. So only yeah, the human race. Yeah, exactly. But Morpheus, my favourite character, he now spends the majority of the film trying to get into Zion. So he, they've got one ship because... Here we go. So they they did have two ships. They give one ship to... No, I'm going to save that. I have to do this. Morpheus basically has to spend one ship and he spends the entire film trying to get back to Zion. We're going to do their storyline quickly now. And they get designed, and they use their EMP and destroys everything. And then the general from the first one he met for 20 minutes has a massive go at him, like proper schools him. And he says, he said, what do you, what do you mean? We, we saved your day. And the general just went, no, you've de- fucking fucked us, mate, because you've destroyed all our weapons, you fucking mug. <laughs> so, so the machines now are just going to bide their time and they're going to come down and slaughter them all whilst they fend them off with sticks. That's that storyline done. <sighs> so just before they split up into two ships, Blaine, you remember Blaine. You're Blaine, what's he up to? <laughs> He's infected with Smith. Well, he kills some Hugo people. Hugo Weaving, please. Hugo <laughs> He's he, been a Hugo. He, um, he, he kills some people, and then he blinds Neo. <laughs> that bit's pretty brutal. <laughs> like, is
0: brutal. If there was brutal. If there was any suggestion that like this is had themes of Event, event Horizon because of Lawrence Fishburne, the moment yeah. when his eyes get blinded, I'm like, this is very fucking <laughs> close to
1: Event Horizon. Turns out, though, that when you blind Neo, all you do is aggravate him because he can still see. He can still see code, mate. He because... can still see code in the real world. <laughs> yeah. Right. So he sees, so he doesn't see Blaine. He sees Agent Smith. Well, that's pretty cool. I quite like that. So, so he, Smith's
0: no longer code, is it? Because he's, become, he's becoming an entity. No,
1: no, I don't. But that
0: goes into that other theory, that if, if the real world is the real world, why is Neo still seeing code? Which means that the real world is
1: the Matrix. No, we'll get into it. All right. So now, it's time to go back. Back to the Matrix, you know, that fun place. Although I'd like to point out, this film starts with an okay action scene where Morpheus, they're trying to find out where Neo is, so they go see the French villain again. And this time they jump on the ceiling and Mm. there's like a, that's pretty cool fight scene. I quite like it. Very short for the Matrix trilogy though. It's very short. It's almost as if they they want to save the action for the fight scene. It's like, we can't have too much action. They
0: they, they try to reignite the passion and magic of the first one because it mirrors the Neo scene when he's like, I'm going to need guns. Yeah, lots of guns, and they goes in and they start shooting the place up, and like you think, how are you all this bad a shot? Like you just <laughs> everyone is blowing up like stone pillars, and no one is being shot.
1: I mean, stone pillars are the MVP.
0: It, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of like cartwheeling. It's amazing. I tell you what, if you're in the Matrix, man, you're in a gunfight. Crack out a cartwheel. <laughs> apparently, it's the thing to do. It's a right I fucking laugh. Yeah, but it, it, it mirrors that, and then Trinity does the the kick from the first movie yep. and you're like oh okay yeah we're playing on the themes of the first but, film but don't worry that's it that, that's it <laughs> don't
1: worry really. it's like
0: a love letter it's like right now back to it
1: so um Neo's blind, it doesn't matter
0: though. Just go for it. He just wears a bandage now. Don't need now. the eyes, mate. Because he's, he's the blind Messiah. Let's get, we've got to throw a few more
1: biblical references in there. And then it turns, uh, so then he goes, you know, he's like, oh, can I have one of the ships? And Captain White Man just says, Are you fucking mental? <laughs> it's like the human race is about to die. And obviously, all being sane, they all agree. They go, no, we need all the ships and all the guns we need. No, Niobe, Captain Naomi, no, I think. Anyway, so she gives her ship up mm. because the Oracle told her in the video game, End the Matrix, that at some point you will have to make a harsh decision and you'll need to support the one despite the fact you don't believe. So again, she's been very fucking cryptic. She should have gone. At some point, he's going to want your ship <laughs> and it's going to seem like a really fucking dumb idea. Do it because you'll save the funeral just for laughs. laughs. Do it for the loss. Anyway, so. That's their storyline. So they take a ship and they go to the centre of the Matrix because, you know, first of all, they go to the source and now they <laughs> the go to the or- fucking centre. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, or- the Oracle should
0: have been like, give him a ship. And then as it goes, just go, try not get blind. You'll <laughs> know what
1: it means. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so Trinity, she's, uh, she's driving a ship. Oh no, there's... The Matrix has somehow seen it because they're above the sky level now. So they're on the surface and and, and the machines go, well, I haven't seen one of them ships for, for about a hundred billion years. <laughs> they shoot it. So they shoot it. So to avoid them, because there's too many and Neo can't use his powers to the full extent because it's a Matrix in the Matrix. No, no, it's not. But anyway, so they decide to hide from them by going above the clouds and they see the sun. And oh that's, yeah. That's nice. Unfortunately, as, as the rule states, what goes on must come down
0: (laughs) gravity we are all
1: gravity's bitches mate (laughs) so it it basically goes up there for a little bit comes down smashes mate smashes straight into the center of the earth like trying to impregnate you mate. boom smash oh my god they're all dying (gasps) but it's time to say goodbye to the second best character that that has ever existed that's trinity because she's fucked mate does have time to have a little goodbye you Mm. know she says goodbye and there's this awesome scene there's this awesome feeling that neo doesn't know because he's blind however you guys we've seen them <laughs> we have actually seen you use them we have seen your vision so you must know so trinity dies and what's left is for him to make his case towards the machine so he goes up and he gets jacked in but he goes to speak to a machine now i really don't like this scene
0: this is wizards of Oz territory isn't it? yeah you so, get to the
1: center so there's so there's a nanobytes i honestly don't know if it is the center but, but the aliens go we're going to consume you now mm. and he goes hang about it's like no then the Matrix makes this, we'll call it the Matrix, the machines make this argument that you're just an error, you know, we'll rectify you, like we've done in the past. Because remember, this isn't the first time they've dealt with the one, Neo, it has been several times. So this one, they say, we're just going to do the same, we're going to kill you. And he goes, up, 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 up. <laughs> hold on a minute, there is something different. This time you've got Smith. So Smith is actually not just a villain, to The human race Smith is a villain to the machines as well because, as it showed, he's copying people and he's because he's free of their restraints. The matrix can't contain him, he's basically the millennium the cancer. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's everywhere. He's going to destroy, he's the world. more the one at this point than Neo yeah, is exactly because <laughs> he can actually do something. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's got eyes. <laughs> so, um, so then it's explained. Oh, sorry, earlier I did forget to mention this. I've, I keep doing this because it's almost like this film is very forgettable. He does go to the Matrix for a little bit and he sees the Oracle played by a different actress now uh, because of tragedy reasons. I think she does a land job. She's fine. You know, she's just a stopgap. This film is no one's favourite. You mm. <laughs> don't pull in your a-, a effort. You don't need to. Well, she says, you're not the one. Uh, you- you're not the one. Just in reality, in, in the Matrix, you're the one. You're Jesus, basically. She tells, she informs him he's Jesus. So it's like, oh, that's lucky. You're Jesus. Go be Jesus now. So he goes and be Jesus. So that idea of a Matrix in the Matrix, horseshit, absolute fucking fudukum. He's terrifying, and it? it's just it's just mm. poor writing. And then what? My favorite scene in this terrible movie is then Agent Smith comes in and he throws the cookies, and he goes, "Why did you bake them if you knew I was going to throw them? Because I'm on the, I'm on his side. Why is she wasting her time baking cookies if he's just going to smash him?"
0: I like that scene when he throws him in one of the other Agent Smiths which Hugo even would have filmed so he would have filmed multiple bits one of them just laughs and you think he had a, he had a bit of fun there he's like look I've
1: done Stoic for so long have a little giggle and during this time he calls her mother and then he impregnates his hand in it. so Hugo's a <laughs> so Hugo's a, and then he like takes over the Oracle program so then skip towards the end Neo does a deal with the devil He does a deal with the machine he says I'll fight for you but then you must honour humanity peace so then you skip design and the fish, uh, the fish, <laughs> the machines are swimming around like fish. They've gone docile. And then they make this immediate connection where Morpheus and the little kid are like, Neo's fine for us. Or they're just updating. <laughs> it, could have been, it could have been loads of reasons why this is happening. <laughs> um, and then it turns out that he travels to the Matrix and the Matrix has been completely wiped out. It no longer exists. It is nothing but Agent Smith. Luckily, we don't have Neo versus the entire world. We have Neo- Fighting Agent Smith in, I think, a very good fighting scene, but I, I space hate it's welcome. I, it's really long and it's raining, and that means that you can't see anything, which is a good thing because you can't see the crappy CGI that they're still relying on.
0: They, this bit they did go over and above for the um, the rubber mass of. Yes. So they, they created um, the, the prosthetics department. So the scene when he's walking down like the... Well, like the tree. Yeah. But that's and really all cool. the Smiths. So
1: they are I all lo- extras
0: with Hugo Weaving masks on. I think they created 12 different expressions for Hugo Weaving. They
1: look pretty good. Yeah, they do. That, that scene all looks really cool, actually. And the only I don't like the fight scene when they go up into the air, but I like on the street level. It was back to basics. It was Agent Smith versus Neil, and I liked it. I liked the idea of like Free Spirit versus Oh Free Spirit. <laughs> yeah, they, they do it. They do a they do a victory lap. They do
0: a bit in the air. They do a bit in a dojo. They do a bit all over the place. I, the moment when they start going in the air, though, yeah, I was like, oh, just get back down on the ground because they, they, these fights, we're not. I'm not watching Superman. Yeah, you know, and there is one really bad scene as well where, where he punches punches him, yeah, yeah, and you're like. Did that really work in a big cinema? Because it that doesn't, doesn't. look convincing. It didn't. Even Edward didn't
1: like it, mate. But, <sighs> Edward won. So Edward. But the idea now, this is where a lot of people didn't understand. That. I did have to explain this to Edward. Um, is that basically as the Oracle, mm. the Oracle takes over for a bit and like gives him a bit of a speech. It's like, why did I say that? Oh, never mind. I'm going to kill you. And he sticks his hand into into Neo and he and he basically impregnates him. He, he, he Hugo's him. Hugo's all over him. And then there's this really cool bit where. And I realized Agent Smith doesn't know if he's one. He goes, is it, "Is it is it over?" Now here's where we go. Remember, Neo was plugged into the Matrix. Therefore, the Matrix has now got hold of Agent Smith, which they hadn't before because he was uncloned. Because now Neo's body in the real world is connected, they're able to purge him. And because all the clones are linked, they're able to purge and reset the Matrix. So therefore, the antivirus is him. Mm. So there is no Neo. He's reabsorbed back into the Matrix. However, there is no Agent Smith now. And as a result of that the aliens agree to leave Zion Island, which is good because it turns out Zion wasn't, Zion's a shit of, They're not really doing that much. So anyway. And where's Keanu? In the Matrix 4. It's gone.
0: (laughs) This is what I don't get. So how are they going to, I mean, that's the big question is how are they going to get into the 4th film?
1: Well, like you said, this could be like the eighth version of the Matrix. Mm. Or what I hope they do is that he's been reabsorbed back into the Matrix and then, They need to try and keep him there. I did you know what? I'm I'm quite excited for the trailer. I thought the trailer did a pretty good job. But I've been hurt before by these films. This is one of the most disappointing trilogies of all time. I can't remember. I didn't. Is he taking the blue pill willingly in the fourth movie? Yeah, I I believe the idea is that um I can't remember the actor's name, Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris is his a doctor who's prescribing him the blue pill to keep him under because obviously he works for The Matrix.
0: I like the idea if he was doing it himself because he realized he's so powerful that it would almost break the deal
1: with them knowing oh that... I don't think he's supposed to know I think yeah. he's memory's wife I don't know
0: the third one is terrible
1: because and the, the worst part about it is they're
0: like well the eighth one really does look like Jesus <laughs> 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 like, like, <laughs> the other one had like
1: short back in sides, so look very 90s yeah this one's this, Jesus this one looks Jesus-y. Jesus <laughs> but there's no point trying to hide it now but but this was disappointing a lot of fans of their own ideas they were like well they have sat through the second one they were like no but it, it would work out with be good and I was one of them I was like no, it's going to turn out good. It'd be great. I was wrong. They hurt me. That film, film was crap. I don't care about Zion. I don't give a toss about it. You can't throw something in at the third film and expect me to care about it. I, I think the fourth one
0: is going to play on that in a, in in the Matrix, in the Matrix, in the Matrix. I think, it, I think it's going to inception it. I think it and needs to. Audiences will be watching it going, oh God, who's in what layer of <laughs> the, the Matrix? Matrix? In the Matrix, in the Matrix. I, I think it's just going to be one of them. Yeah. I think, or, or, I think it'll be one of them where Neo's like so powerful like he's created his own matrix where he doesn't know he's in it and they're like you gotta wake up Neo you gotta
1: like save us how Zion's good, been taken how great would it be if the film opened he takes the blue pill and then it's a rom-com with him and Trinity <laughs> he's <laughs> to carry on is in it yeah she's she's returning it's just a um, thing that's not Lance that's Fishburne has That's it. what's irritating me about it because mm. how are they going to describe that but but at the same time the third film you you forgot about it the action scenes are okay they, they're very long, but there's less of them. Mm. There's not enough Agent Smith in it. Hugo Weaving is lacking, despite the fact that he plays like 99% members of the cast. He's lacking in it, but the biggest letdown is Morpheus, your charismatic leader, the man who has faith. His faith is shaken in this one because he's found out the are a program. He's not in it. He do not do anything. He just sits there and he's like, oh, bugger.
0: I stand by the fact that with, with visual effects in movies, you have to have those that take the leap, take the gamble, go for it, and we'll paved the way for other movies to get it right and the the Matrix did that you know like Spider-Man 3 it doesn't age very well when you watch them fight scenes it, the 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 shame for that third one is the soliloquy that Smith gets at the end when they're fighting in the crater yeah and he just it it starts really good and you're like oh here we go there's that Smith like you know you humans and then he's like and you are the only you have the audacity to love and it's like, oh no we're doing this again oh, only yeah. you're so ill that you'd think love is a good idea and you're like we 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 get it we get it we get it, we get it. it's, yeah, it's the fifth it. element all over again you don't like love despite
1: the fact that those computer programs at the beginning they liked love they loved it. <laughs> it, was, it was poorly written. There's barely, do you know what's really funny? As I was watching, it's barely in dialogue. It's a lot of people just moping around. Now, a lot of acting through eyes, and I'm not saying that Keanu Reeves is, is a great actor, but take away when he's in a silent scene, and then you cover half his face, you're not really giving the man a lot to work with. Mm. So he just, he stares there sullenly. but I'm guessing it's sullenly because <laughs> he could have a smile on his face. I couldn't fucking tell. It's a bad film. Trinity dies with, in a very unheroic way. She sees the sun, and we're supposed to think she's come she's come full circle from that when she did that gig well she's seen the sun now so she can fuck off and
0: die this is in that first movie she's like god I really want to see the sun <laughs> the sun would be fucking awesome god, I do I get to see that before I die <laughs> it's not it's, this matrix sun that's all warm and good looking no I want to see the real sun
1: it was um, how great it would it be if they if they broke it and it was just a blow up there. it was like no no get down just fucking go up there to see the sun and
0: they just see William Shatner flying by <laughs>
1: it's my son I licked it (laughs) it burnt Um, very disappointing film terrible trilogy the second film (laughs) spoiled by the third one
0: yeah they they certainly get worse as they go along first one is brilliant the first one's vault worthy
1: yeah I agree. It, the, it the, was an. Act, it was the action film for for like ten, twenty years.
0: Yeah, and it, and it, I like. Do you know what? It's there's something really poetic about it coming out in 1999 as well. Like yeah. going into the 2000s as a kind of before the Millennium Book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think like that? You know what do we say? The last movie of the 80s was was Turner and Hooch. Turner wasn't and
1: Hooch, or was it? That was Turner and Hooch. Was it Turner and Hooch? Yeah, it came out like the 23rd of December, didn't it? Was it really? Yeah, that's what. my basic
0: research again, focusing on the internet. Was it Turner and Hooch, or was it the Stallone and Kurt Russell one? Tango and Cash.
1: Oh no! So what did I say? Turner and Hooch. Oh no! I meant that was ninety nine. No, I meant I meant um, I meant Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Yeah, sorry, i I said the wrong one. Is Tango and Cash? Yeah. So I suppose ignore me.
0: (laughs) You silly (laughs) goose. Ignore you. Uh, Edward's rolling in his grave at that comment. I'm okay with that because he's dead. I don't think he's dead. But yeah, I quite like the thing. Did the Matrix end to the 1990s, I don't know, but it like it's a good movie to go out on and push and pave the way for the
1: 2000s. <laughs> Just not the Matrix. It did a good job for other movies. <laughs> Just not the <laughs> sequels. Just not the sequel. it created a landscape which mm. other people were able to profit on. The biggest one being John Wick. It's kind of got that action stylized different. Mm. So weirdly, the best sequel to the Matrix is the John Wick franchise.
0: Maybe that would explain it why is, while he's why he survived so many which, fucking assassins.
1: Which is weird because it looks like from the trailer that um, the Matrix Four is the great sequel to the John Wick franchise. So there yeah, I'm and
0: Ted <laughs> and forever. They shall continue. <laughs> I bet there's a I bet there's a theorist out there already that's linked every Keanu Reeves movie together and says that all of them are set in the Matrix. If
1: not, I'd be disappointed.
0: I would be as well. It's got to, that's got to have been done. Um. Yeah, Matrix 1, In the Vault, the other ones, unfortunately. I, not The Pit, because The Pit is the worst of the worst
1: movies. I think maybe the third one, I'm not saying you should go in there, but I think a consideration... Because the it's, third one really destroyed films for me for It's swimming the bowl, but it's not going in. It's the stain on the toilet seat. Yeah, it's uh
0: it 'cause it's got it has got some takeaway bits in it. It does end it. It was a hard job to set it up. Well it did end it. Yeah <laughs> until
1: <laughs> it had until to, later
0: this year. <laughs> and it was a pioneer for um,
1: like say, visual effects and stuff like that. So Do you know what the problem is? I don't think Warner Brothers will understand. Because you know when it's been released the 22nd of December. Mm. So it's, it's, it's chosen to go directly up against Spider-Man. Yeah. Big Christmas movie. This. I <laughs> just, I don't think that makes sense. It'll probably come out on a streaming site
0: though, simultaneously. Yeah. I would have thought, although it's Warner Brothers, so maybe it won't. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, 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 now I, I'm certainly more looking forward to it now that I've revisited the Matrix. than when I saw the trailer, I was like, really that film 20 years later. Okay, cool. Whatever. It's heartbreaking. That's 20 years
1: ago. That is, that is weird. It, it feels like Johnny really still looks good. Yeah. looks better now, actually. <laughs> he's the only one that does everyone's feeling the race but then again that's what time is I remember reading a review for the trailer for Matrix 4 saying oh how dare Carrie Carrie Ann Moss come back to it she looks old I was like what 20 years what was she supposed to do I was like to "Live in the Matrix I like, I'd like to point out that fucking Kiana Reeves doesn't look better now it a like, fucking shut up how dare you be a woman in Hollywood you absolute arsehole yeah it's just people on the internet mate and then they fucking slagging off Bond I don't want to get into that
0: that's next week is yeah, that next week we didn't Bond week. yeah I Although to, I'll just get, get my research on for Bond. That's a big one.
1: We're only gonna do Bond the latest era. The Daniel ago. Craig stuff. The Daniel Craig stuff. And then we're gonna basically work back. Not not next week, but you know, randomly. We'll do a run of like, Bond. Can, like when we do an A to Z. We'll just drop it in. Yeah. We're just drop in like Bond. That's it.
0: So this has been our show for this week. If you've downloaded this and you've enjoyed it, do subscribe because you'll get a new episode each and every week. Um and also if you can leave us a review, that'd be really great. Tell your friends, like, share, subscribe, that's great. So That is The Matrix in the vault. Next week, Daniel Craig's James Bond. Mm. Signing off now. But I'll see you later. Good afternoon, good evening, good night.
1: Goodbye.